Conspiracy guys, this time hold on to your hats and uh, check underneath your bed and make sure the back doors are locked because this one is a bad motherfucker. This episode is about the, I think the lesser known uh, Israel Keys. He's one of these ones that slipped under my radar to be honest. I was recommended this from a few people including some of the folks on Patreon and they said get on this lad because he's a bad cunt and uh, they weren't wrong. Some Some medium to deep dive stuff about this guy, including a, a book called American Predator and a, a documentary uh, that's available on Sky on the Sky Crime Channel. Uh, barely only touched the surface because when I went going on the internet, Christ almighty, the amount of stuff. So we're not going to go too deep into the details. Uh, again, the murder porn is being uh, pulled back a small bit. But the amount of stuff that this lad did before getting caught, uh, very much like BTK as well, kind of needed, needed to make himself known. Um... I don't want to be giving trigger warrants for all this stuff because it's a fucking true crime podcast and people are getting murdered. So, like, you know, but uh, there's raping, there's choking. Uh, just fix your head right for receiving this information. I mean, look, it, I don't have to tell you. It's the way it goes now. Joining me in this uh, fantastically grim episode is uh, one of the most wonderful men uh, on God's uh, Blue Ball. He is the host of Bookshot Podcast, uh, an interview show with all the great and good of uh, Irish and worldwide entertainment uh, interviews with those people. Stand-up comedian, uh, Pit Viper, future sponsoree, uh, mullet haver, handlebar moustache sporter, and uh, an all-around 100% sound cunt. Mr. Tom O'Manny, how are you doing, boss? I'm great. I kind of wanted a round of applause after hearing that. I, that can, was... I can put one in the post. Great. Here's one now. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're used to hearing applause after your name being said, I'd say. It is a weird thing to actually say that out loud. Somebody only said it to me a couple of weeks ago. It must be weird when your name is said to hear a round of applause. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah. 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 That, is, that is a very odd thing. Whether they're actually applauding for me or the moment, I don't know. But it is. it physically does follow a couple of times a week and applause follows my name. It does kind of bleed into your everyday real life. Like when you come in home, you kind of wanted to, you yeah. Know? When you're after, you're after coming in from the car, and you and you had all the shopping bags in one trip instead of having to go back out. Your fingers would be cut to bits, and the minute you let them go, you want a round of applause. Right? This is what I'm saying. Would it kill anybody to have it going? I've, Even just one person's clapping is better than no people clapping. We have the little fella now. He's two and a half, and he's been, he's he's getting there. Mm. He's getting there. It, I'll only have a short window of time before he will give me a round of applause for coming through the door and then all of a sudden he'll give me the finger for going through the door and be like, who's this dickhead back again? You and, which, and which is in that bag belonging to me? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Give me a, yeah, give me a look in that bag. Yeah. Um, I remember being, being I, I, I would say somewhat disabled by rounds of applause. I used to live in an apartment and this is a gospel tr- true story. I told it on the stand-up uh, he's telling us down the stage. <laughs> I'm just wondering what the fuck is coming remember next. This shit? I, I, I think it's even on. Remember that album we made in the, yeah, the Mercantile yeah, that yeah, time, yeah. and Jim Elliot took that took that bit out, and it, uh, it's gospel true that I I was going out with a one at the time, and we were I was on the first floor of an apartment in Dublin, and uh, there's this thing called the Dublin Splash Tour, and there's oh, like yeah. a basically a bus that turns into a boat, and I had a bunch of people in it, and they're all you know 
uh, foreign uh, uh, holiday makers and they want to be shown around Dublin but like the guy is telling bullshit like oh we're here on your right you'll see where uh, James Joyce invented the Rubik's Cube and uh, over here on your left is the board place of uh, Michael Collins there with a hateful bridge and just bull like nonsense history that no one's ever going to check and uh, every so often he'd try and freak out one of the locals and he'd be on the microphone you know and everyone's wearing these fucking Viking hats and be on the mic going Okay, now, coming up on your right, you'll see a man, and he has a long coat on. And when we go past him, I'm going to go, three, two, one, and everyone's going to go, way, and we want to frighten him, you know. And everyone's like, yeah, and he goes, three, two, one, way. And sure, I was up there with the young one. On and the I job. Do, on the job, giving the socks. And I was into the vinegar strokes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's like, one, two, three, way. And then a laugh, and then a big round of applause as I, you know, finished up. And it just got so good, like my brain, it got so good to me that I nearly expected one of them every time. I was like, that's what goes on inside my head. Did you? And I was whispering to her going, did you hear that as well? So like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a real thing. And then I couldn't, I wasn't able to for weeks afterwards. I was out, I was waiting for the, bu- I was with the head out the window waiting for the bus to come by going, okay, you ready, you ready, here we go. Like I'll, keeping it going until the last minute, you know. I love the notion that you would have had like a, a mixing board beside the bed where you just <laughs> pre, pre-made. Give a soft round of applause there because that wasn't great. Just a little golf, golf clap. Golf clap. Yeah, little that golf only, clap. That only deserves it. I know. And for anybody outside of Ireland listening, they yes, the Viking tour, Viking, Viking splash, splash tour, is yes, the yes, most yes. ridiculous thing when you consider it because yes, it's the, almost racist. The, well, the the Vikings came here and did a lot of fucking like it'd be like the conquistador fucking splash yeah, yeah. going around South America. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Anybody, you get the free syphilis. <laughs> it's, it's like when yeah. you wind the back. Can you imagine being Scandinavian and arriving in Ireland, seeing yeah. this going? This is embarrassing. Yeah, you're going you're going into the Congo and you're on the uh <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Belgian rape and pillage tour. Like it's like everybody going around with like I don't know how you would fake a chopped off hand, but <laughs> just with the extra long sleeves <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, like, just yeah, just stumps going. Yeah. Not cool, man. <laughs> but um yeah, that was a uh, rounds of applause are essential. It and is you rarely get them in podcasting because you're on your own inside in a room it hoping is. that people are enjoying it on the other side. It is the oddity of podcasting, all right, where I do say to people, just just let me know you're out there. Yeah, just, yeah. just let me know you're out there because literally I'm in, a, I'm in a darkened room by myself talking. When you break it down, that's all it is. You're talking in a darkened room by yourself in the hope that it, it's a message in a bottle really, isn't it? It really is. And, Jeez, and that was you, deep out of me. Fuck, I'm sorry. We're only, we're only 10 minutes in. I just said. Get ready. Uh, thanks be to God that the people uh, who listen to this show do reach out. They do, uh, yeah. They yeah, support yeah. the show on patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys where they that get was, loads of extra content uh, behind that, the scenes. That, 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 came, that was brought to you by the good people at Segway yeah. there in case you were wondering. <laughs> that is the smoothest I have ever. I've had a lot of smooth fucking segues into the Patreons but uh, that is the, oh, that's, we go. that's why he's the, he is the godfather of podcasting people. That's how you do it. So you get hundreds and hundreds of hours of Ad free content. Oh, tell me more, vi- vi- Video versions of the show. We're right on camera right now talking about it. Um, you get to see Tom's magnificent uh, head hair. Uh, like we're talking, about his whole skull is covered in fantastically stylish hair right now. And uh, you'd be able to get loads of all the old episodes from season one and season two that are not available to the public anymore. You get all the uh, season three right the way up to the modern day, as well as all the true crimes, interviews, swap casts, spotlights, and all the other crack. Uh, it's all on Patreon. And uh, if you want to talk amongst each other, talk to me or to, you know, get some uh, extra insight on a social media that's not fucking kicking us all off. Vimeo, oh. YouTube, Twitter, 
Like I'm getting kicked off all these motherfuckers. Fuck it, I'll even talk to you, lads. Uh, just, yeah, just, come on in. I, I'll talk to you, don't I, worry. I put up a yoke the other day on Instagram and it, ha- it was a, a historical thing about Germany. Oh, I saw that, yeah, And yeah. they fucking took it down and I was like, that's history. And they're like, no, it's not. And I was like, well, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like, what fucking bonkers shit is going on? So anyway, we were on Discord and Discord has now changed their terms of service so that they don't appreciate anybody talking about anything. That's not to do with uh, how brilliant China is or whatever, or <laughs> how many injections you can get. Uh, so we decided, look it. And by, by, when I say we, I mean I decided, uh, look it, let's get the fuck out of here before we're kicked out. So Discord is now not being used for the community. We're going over to Gilded. It's a Discord clone. You'll find it very comfortable if you're used to Discord. It's almost exactly the same. It's just a different app. Log in, you get your Patreon tiers, you get all your access to all the stuff. And uh, you can chat amongst each other, uh, honestly, openly, and uh, without fear of uh, recrimination or retribution. It's a great place to be. I'm doing going to be uh, putting the live stream stuff out there. There's video functions and there's chat room functions. And we'll be doing like Friday night jobs and all this kind of stuff. So um, get into Gilded. Uh, Tom, let's uh, talk about your show for a minute before we get into this one. Yeah. Uh, Bookshop Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, What's you, it all about? Well, you were there for the, the 200th one that we did live. Fantastic. And it's up on our live stream. Yeah. Or it's yeah, up yeah. on our podcast feed so people can listen to it. But uh, what, uh, do you, what do you usually do in the, in the dead of night? When I'm, yeah, when I'm, I'm bringing people up. It's, it's people that I find interesting because I never thought, like, you could go the commercial route and go, let's find somebody with a real sad story. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't care <laughs> for sad stories. I don't, <laughs> I have enough of my own. And there's enough podcasts like that in Ireland. Yeah, so typically. At home I, and abroad. Typically what I go Wink. at. Yeah, <laughs> it, do, it won't take it won't take Inspector Clouseau to go after that one. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But I typically I find people that I, you know have have done interesting things or at least have had interesting lives or whatever. And I go, we go and we chat for whatever period of time. And there'll be a segment. I like to let it flow quite naturally, but try and dig a small bit into the person to go. Oh, well, how'd you get there? Now that's not the theme of the podcast, but when it is a very interesting person who's just throwing it out there, going, "Well, sure, I just ended up here." We try to root it out a small bit and go, if anything, people take some inspiration from that going, oh, so there is a route to being, so not being successful, but at least achieving what you want to achieve, you know, that kind of way. But success oh. is measured in, in very different ways yeah. these days. Like you don't have to be rich and famous to be successful. I, no, you don't. And uh, there's a lot of people on it that have reached the pinnacle of their own um, genre, their own avenue, their own skill set, yeah. their own uh, profession. And most, if not all of them you've like had some kind of life interaction with like you were doing like pantos and dealing with yeah, super mean, famous people who used to be ultra famous who became now just down downgraded to like super famous and you're like well uh, you're not mega famous anymore do you want to come on my podcast and they're like yes and then they end up telling my fantastic magnificent stories that they'd, they'd never have told anybody uh you're meeting people through the sporting community because you used to be yeah, yeah. Uh, an MMA cage fighter, you're a rugby player. Yeah. Um, would you? Would you? Were you a bodybuilder? You were. No, I mean, well, weight would have gone along with all that yeah, stuff, yeah. all right. But it, it's not that I'm a fanatical sports enthusiast either. But, but I very interested, but knowledgeable. For somebody, it's I, I hate sports. Let's put it that way. It, but it's not even. I don't even go after the sporting side of it. What it is more so, I go after. Why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, but you know, I mean is, did you have access to those people? I have yeah. I'd have nothing to talk about with a sports person. I'd be like, yeah, the grass is green. <laughs> but also, is there a goal? But, a, a hoop? A basket? Is it? It's, like, you uh, typically find, but there's a world of sports people that are boring shites that I have no interest in either. But then you t- you like who you're talking about, like somebody somebody like Samantha Mumba who was on with me. Yeah. Like Samantha Mumba and myself, talk, she, we literally talked for the first 20 minutes about boxing. Yeah. And we had a row. 
with a row for the first 20 minutes we're both eating noodles it's <laughs> it's the most natural like I like yeah. to I like to make it as pos- as conversational as natural so literally you're sitting with us in a cafe it's that's like, what it's I like I was going to say it's like being in a pub and a lock in yeah but sitting behind a booth where two very interesting people are talking to yeah 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 you're yeah. just like listening in yeah uh, so, fantastic stuff and and you've loads of the comedians actors uh, you know radio hosts musicians uh, uh, act, um, uh, like stage and screen mm. performers uh, um, sports people uh, uh, like uh, managers and players like the fucking the, gam- the gamut runs wide man it's like a lot there's, of there's something there for a lot everybody. of industries yeah. if people if, if you if you have any interest in interesting things trust me you, it's really what I find is a lot of people when they're working on a Saturday like at yeah, home, yeah. at home, I find people if even all you're doing is just just clean the house or whatever. I find a lot of people go, God, that was. And then what they lose halfway, they'll sit down and go, Oh no, I'm going to sit down and listen to this yes, now. Yes, this yes, is yes, a this lot this of fun. Took the kettle on. I don't want to drive it down into people's into the people's head like a you know hammer and nail. But what you'll end up finding is it's it's a sneaky enjoyment. Is my one. Yes. It's people because I don't slap you in the face straight out the gate. But what you'll find is ten fifteen minutes in, you'll go, I I, I don't know why I love this. But this is, and I've got like the. the it's tr- like it's like tiramisu when you don't like creamy things, but you like coffee. Yeah, and then you have it, and you're like, yeah. oh, actually, actually, go on, give us a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it, it's it's got it's a little bit of something that you like, and then you end up liking something that you might not have thought. That's why I say to so anybody, like, even if it's, it's I went to tiramisu rather than anal sex there. Just no, I like that, and I knew, I genuinely thought you were going to go with anal sex because that is your go-to. But uh, it I, is not. <laughs> why, why, why when muck when there's a perfectly good pitch. sand pit? Yeah, yeah. That you can play in Sandy. Ugh. No, um, but Sandy. What I'm saying is when when why if, is your pussy covered in shit, Sandy? <laughs> if and when people do come over and find buckshot and there's like sporting people on it or whatever, don't for a second think that this is a sporting podcast. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's all about it's all about having the crack because I could drag the arse out of the misery stories and all the rest because everybody's got one. But the reality is, is I bring people on that I know are good crack. Yeah. I cannot like I have people message me and their managers message me going would you have on such and such and I genuinely I, it's not because I have a big notion of myself around but I'll just go no because I could not knock an hour of good crack out of that person mm. they are zero crack and I, I found out the hard way is that you'll have somebody on on request now it doesn't always sometimes they're dynamite there's an agenda yeah. but there's an agenda and you're going oh for the love so of let's, Jesus I, I do want to also delineate that like there's no politics on this on, on, on bookshot no there's no no, like, and, no serious chat it's all fucking mickeys and tits and yeah. how are you getting on and how yeah. many times did you have a wank last week like pure fucking enjoyment unadulterated enjoyment it, that's no all agenda it, no he doesn't slip into chats about cultural Marxism at the drop of a hat <laughs> like some people in this room well last week we did we, don't even don't no we even, didn't no, we, we didn't, didn't. <laughs> we didn't with Kevin O'Sullivan a comedian from Cork we did oh Kevin's we, great we, we got into uh, his alien his alien story and stuff like that He's, he has a couple of UFO, UFO stories and he we did talk about I'm sure like, he does about Lord of the Flies and you know Animal Farm and stuff like that yeah. and how it's playing out and we got deep but deep to the point where we immediately swung around and started talking about Mickey's and weed. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. if there's any fella that I would know in real life that has seen a UFO, it would probably be Kevin. <laughs> Whether it was real I or not I would have been real. raging had he yeah. not said it in the body yeah, yeah, yeah. life. But that's that's where you're at. Like, there's like, am I seeing UFOs? There are like floaters in my eyes. There are floaters. <laughs> i got floaters. Look at my eyes. My eyes red. Um, so a great he, lad we must have him up on the show he'd be, he'd be amazing to yeah. have on the show yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. be amazing to have up on Talk the show Talk about seven hours Jesus Christ he'd be climbing the walls but that's Bookshot Podcast you can find it on all good podcast apps 
uh, for your ear holes. Go have a go. You won't regret it. No, you won't. Oh yeah, you have a Patreon as well, right? I do, of course. So same, 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 same. In that you exclusively you get um, all the video content from yeah. uh, from the vi- in, in, but also midweek I do a ramble pod where I'll take questions from the from the only the patrons and it's exclusive to patrons. It goes out and it's me singularly just current talk, events job, current events, but all and finding the weird yes. around the world. And just talking acknowledging him, but also answering questions. And every maybe three weeks on a Sunday evening, we'll do a live Royal Ramble for the patrons only, where I'll invite patrons on with me to have a drink, cup of tea, maybe, or a drink. And we don't record it, it doesn't yeah. go out anywhere. So it's loosey goosey. People can, so like. they can slag off some bitch. <laughs> that put them in a that put them in a terrible terrible the, the, the women love it because they because they come on and go here I haven't been able to say this to anybody but we're all virtual here and just go to fucking town on some weapon that that vexed them or crossed them but they know it's it. not being recorded yeah, and it's, it. it's gone it's dead and it's a beautiful organic thing I, I, it's developed into this beautiful organic family of that people who I've never met physically and none of them have met although they, a lot of them did meet for the first time at the, the 200 show Right, like in real life. In real life, and they right. had a, like a bookshot barbecue before. Oh, class! Which we, yeah. and they made and there was a, there was bookshot babies. There was bookshot babies. There, yeah, bookshot babies. There was a, twin babies were had at, at, not that night, but I mean, it would have been amazing had Dave and Tina named them Buck and Shot. It would, I'm just saying, two cool names, and there was bookshot cakes. There was there was a real family like a. A fan, and as an Irish person, I did almost like a cult, a cultish I, vibe, a, yeah. a cultish yeah. vibe, yeah. And I almost didn't know how to deal with their happiness as a result of me. It was like, ah. but then, but then four or five pints later, what I was is like, this thing you humans call happiness? <laughs> what is this warmth inside me? But yeah. then four or five pints later, and I'm like, I love you all. <laughs> yeah, there's a great community around it, and uh, I think I, that's definitely something I I feel I should be doing is doing like a. Uh, uh, you know, a Patreon's questions. What do you think about this? And go on and chat with them. Well, you see, like here's the thing: uh, your one would take your fucking one yeah. would take people's life stories to tell you because my ones, my questions are: Tom, would you wear a wool jumper to the swimming pool, or would you wear a sheep's head on your head to a kids' party? Yeah. People will uh, just for the crack, like crack shite. and it's silliness personified. Mine, mine are like, why is? Putin invading Ukraine. Why I mean, is like, blood red and why are my poos brown? And Gordo, please, why is Putin has? Why has he got one dead arm? Wasn't it? Was it a judo incident? Why has he got a limp? Is he's, he, a, is, he has one dead arm because it's it's a fake arm, and the other one is inside of his jacket with a gun in the hand of it. <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, yeah, what like uh, the answers to the questions people ask me take fucking forty minutes. To oh answer. man. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's Bookshot Podcast everywhere you get podcasts, ladies and jelly babies. This episode is about Israel Keys. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a bad cunt. Oh, a fucking wrong of the highest wrong order. Uh, oh, what, Lord. What, what, uh, like, for me personally, I'd hold my hands up and go, I'd heard the name vaguely mm. because it's on all the... This, this, guy, this season, Sky Crime comes back. We got Ted Bundy, the smiley face killer, Israel Keys. We got all the hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard his name on these fucking, you know, these crime channelers. You see it on the true crime, true crime all the time. Or, yeah. Crime junkies and these top level uh, uh, true crime podcasts. You see Israel Keys and it flies by, and you're like, "Oh, Israel, that's a funny name for a murderer." Uh, I wonder, did he go into the place where there was other people and say, "Hey, I, I live there now. You all have to leave or whatever." And uh, oh, topical. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I didn't really look into it as hard as I possibly should have. I got a few different requests. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the people that 
suggested it, but it was fucking hammered in on Instagram DMs. Is there a keys? Who is there a keys? And I don't know what show. Usually what happens is a big show like last podcast on the left or yeah. Crime Junkies or someone will do the show and it's 45 minutes and it's just like a little bit of bum kiss and they don't go deeper, they don't go harder, they don't make any jokes, they don't do it. It's just like here's some basic facts and whatever way they do their show and then the person goes, oh, I'd love to hear those conspiracy guys version of that. So they message me going, blah, 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 blah. and my, <laughs> my immediate reaction is, who just put out a show yeah, with that yeah, as yeah, the topic? Yeah, of course, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm finding that that's what's happening and um. And then we get the deep dive and we get the chats and they're like, what do you think about it? And, and this one I was putting on the long finger. We were deciding what show we were going to do and I yeah. had that up there. I just got like maybe three requests for it in the, in the week before we arranged to do this. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And looking into this motherfucker, holy shit. I never heard of the shit that he done or how he done it. But we've done Golden Snake Killer. We've done Bundy. We've done uh, Dahmer. We've done Ed Kemper. And this motherfucker's battered than all them cunts. Like Golden State Killer is probably one of the worst as far as like preparedness and um like in in inhumanity to man, like the the objectification of another human and like the cold collectedness of the of the kill. Yeah. This motherfucker is gold medals. When it comes to that, like, what did you know about him before before we went researching? Like that, it must have been it must have been an advert uh, an advert. But again, when I was panning down through a uh, a website, and it was maybe only six or seven months ago, and I remember seeing Israel Keys, and the only Israel first name Israel people I've come across were like born again Christians from like Polynesian people. Like, there's yeah, a few, yeah. there's a few Israels in you know there would have been Tongan and stuff like that that yes. I played rugby, and I went Israel Keys, what? Because he must. You never hear of Tongan people going on a murder rampage, you know, because if they did, everybody's fucking dead. Because yeah, yeah the island, you know, is, like, the island is too small to hide. Them, but, but also them. Oh, I've just killed everyone. I. Hey, uh, hi, I'm just. Everyone's made, dead. I'm just made of rooks. I'm just sitting over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I it's. Just, uh, I didn't like him, and I killed him, and uh, everyone's dead. Because when Polynesians take off, like they're just monsters. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I looked into, it and all of a sudden, it was John Lomu like, the fucking shit yeah, to bits. Yeah, he was, and he was small by today's comparison. Like. You know what I mean? But Why is it on the DDT? HGV. Oh, man. What's it called? B- BBZP? HGH. HGH, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the one. Um, but when he, I looked into it slightly at that stage, and again, didn't go digging because, I'm, you know, it's like that popularity thing. It's nobody else is talking about it, so my brain is going, well, it clearly mustn't be that interesting. But that's I remember, the same with me, yeah. I was, but it's, it's just popular culture, isn't it? Like, Ted Bundy, you know, pops up. You're like, well, that's, you know. Yeah, but I, I like what I'm saying is like, this land happened in, in 2012 was the, the culmination of his yeah. crimes. Um, surely for a true crime fan, I should have heard of it. I mean, it's not like Golden State Killer was even later than that again. I think 2015, it was 2016. But I'm saying like, why did that not pop up? And a lot of the articles that I'm looking up online are like the most brutal, the most gruesome uh, the most horrible serial killer you've never heard of. Mm. Like, is all of these t- titles names, you know, like Slate articles and shit about, like, the worst serial killer you never heard of. And I'm like, why have we never heard of him? And we'll talk about later on his requests to the police for... for uh, Recognition. Indem- like, yeah, well, yeah, indemnity yeah, yeah. From, from from being kind of fucking slam, slammed all over the, the newspapers and, and um, news reports and shit like that. But it just seems so odd and unrealistic that I wouldn't have heard of him and when I looked into it I was like how did this guy go under the radar for so many people so for a lot of people listening to this you may have heard the two dozen true crime podcasts mm. that have been done on it if you haven't hold on to your hats because it's like crazy man 
it's an odd one. It's almost like um, the one we did uh, with the Scottish guy. What was his name? Des De- Dennis Nilsson. Dennis Nilsson. Yes, that one had sailed. Great episode, that had sailed under my uh, under my radar a small bit too. Like yeah. it was like. How? But should have been there because yeah. we're we're on that side of the world. We should have heard about this shit. It's like, <clears throat> you know, you say uh, people heard of Columbine. Everyone's heard of Columbine, but have you heard of Dunblane, which was done around about the same time? And it was one of the, the inspirations for Dunblane. Your man went around with a knife and he killed a bunch of kids in a in a school in uh, Scotland, you know, uh, a gun and a knife. And it's just like Americans have heard of Columbine, but not of Dunblane. And like, I don't blame them. But like this motherfucker is like, he was out there doing shit. Yeah. On the road for year, for like operating for 14 years and uh, came to the head in 2012. I just, I'm, I feel kind of embarrassed that I hadn't heard about it. But nobody had. Like it's, it's, and no one would know that I'd be embarrassed or I hadn't heard about it if I didn't say it on a very popular podcast. What the fuck am I doing? But still, I have to be honest with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I, I had not looked at it. I think these anomalies do pop up with, all, with lots of sub, like you, you're not going to know. Like, it, there, ha- no there has yes, to be anomalies like this, but mm. the fact is that you, 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 we rolled over him and we found him now. Like, yeah, but at the same yeah. time, I'd, I'm sure there's, there's still going to be more pop up. And you hadn't heard that about him. You didn't nothing. know nothing about him. I knew nothing about him. And yeah. I, like, I'm, so, like, I'm have a wife who's interested in this stuff. Although she's trying to distract herself, detract herself from all these because she's like, I don't need this in my brain. I grew up where the household my mother had a subscription in the local news agents to like. True crime, you know, yeah, and it would yeah. come monthly. This true crime thing, and I'd pen, I'd read through the whole thing. She needed an excuse to be worried, probably. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of these Irish mothers would be like, "Come in now before it gets dark." And they, uh, like, why? Because I read about a fella in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I read about a fella in Chicago, and he went home, and and he went out for the night, and he never came home, and they found him in a suitcase. And they're like, "Okay, well, that could happen to you." I was like, "I'm only going down to the fucking shop. Will you relax?" <laughs> No, serial killers wouldn't last long where I'm from. No, they would. They get. They would get fucked up real early, real quick. It's. I've said this to people. Lads out lamping serial killers. If you ra- time, if, huh? even if you rang the cops around where I'm from, they'd be like, "You'll handle that yourself." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, the people handle people. Get, people handle business where I'm from. There's, there's. Yeah, I have to put up the. Um, there's a picture of you and I from many years ago. Uh, handling firearms. And, oh uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. You'd a big three oh eight in your hand. That was a. That's a serious weapon. It was, I've, uh, I've, it was uh, a baptism of fire for me anyway, I have to say. Uh, did you fire that one that day? No, I did not. No, did no, not. no. Natasha did. Yeah, there's a serious kick off that. that is a big 308. Anybody she did wondered, it first and I said, oh, all right. <laughs> That's why I married Natasha and yeah. not Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> she had bigger bollocks than me. That's a fact. She, could, she had mine in a small velvet purse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a serious country from where you come from. But um, I think that... Uh, this case particularly going into the details of it, it just shows like if you're not looking for something, be it a true crime episode yeah, yeah. topic or yeah. a murderer himself, if you're not pointing straight at it, and the more the more episodes I do on this kind of stuff and the more of these type of people that I look into, yeah, the more I find that unless you're looking directly for it or unless most of the time there's come somewhere or an old pube yeah. or some kind of a thing, most of the time, someone's murdered, unless it's like their brother or their husband or their fucking son-in-law or someone in the family or someone in the house next to them or somebody, you know, that they worked with or somebody that they used to fuck. Some cons is connected to them. Usually, they're only convicted by, you know, circumstantial association evidence. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, who had the means, motive and opportunity? What motherfucker was riding her? 
or or you know who <laughs> some guy cheated on his wife and it's like well nine times out of ten she's gonna fucking drop a rock on your head when you're asleep so it's probably her where's she gone where was she in the day before and they go where were you <laughs> i was i was i was have you got a receipt for that <laughs> right you're lamped you're going to jail yeah. you know this yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah most of the time with these fucking guys that are like just what would you call them journeyman serial killers there's cunts just going all over america killing people like this yeah and th- they'll never be caught so how many? How many? They'll never, ever, ever be caught. How many? How many young Native American girls have been whipped off fucking Gosh, reservations, stop, lad? Ma- like, Missing Mara Marie is a, is an episode I'm going to do in the future. Did you ever listen to that podcast? No, it's not like maybe six or seven years ago that came out. Mara Marie is definitely going to get an episode here. There's women that just there's a road that she was on, and you just women just go missing on all the time. It's like if you're a woman, why would you walk up that even go near that road? Or sure, look at I mean, why would you do anything? But at the same time, like the amount of kids going missing, the amount of women getting fucking killed. Randomly, or getting tra- getting kidnapped and missing, trafficked. Yes, like you never see. Well, still to yeah. this day, they say never. Don't be traveling across America by car by yourself. Like, don't be. F- like, it's still there's some fucking wild places out there. Like, it, now I'm, it, I'm in no way saying victim blaming at all here. Like, yeah, or be afraid of a fucker life. Can, like a fucker can go hunting you too. Like you know what I mean? And be yeah. he, you know, he's going on a rampage. He set out that evening to catch somebody, like or whatever. But there is still the wide. Open expanses of America. There's lads. I guarantee you, fucking. There's people in this small country doing magic oh, yeah. that we don't fucking. Larry know. Murphy, man. Fucking yeah. hell. It's a weird. It is, that's the thing. I, I and I'm. I'm going to be doing an episode with Claire pretty soon, where we're going to talk about it because we talk about it in private at home here a lot. Hello. Huh? <laughs> oh, sorry. I was still on the murder vibe. You were okay, murder right, vibe. right, right, right. Just. Yeah. It's like, can I leave it in? No. This one? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> we talk about it a lot here at home, right? And it's the fact that I, you know, it's a concept that I can't understand. And I think it's because I'm a big giant man. Mm. That you just said, like, you shouldn't be traveling across America in a car on your own. And technically, all things being equal, all things being good and right in the world. You totally should be allowed to just get in the car and drive across America and everything will be fine. But we all know that there's some motherfucker that's going to take advantage and it just might be the wrong place at the wrong time. It's the same reason that people don't lock their, don't leave their doors open. They lock their doors at night time. Like, yeah. like the crimes of opportunity are there and the more people there are, the more statistically or proportionally there will be people who would take advantage of that situation. And it's a fucking shit thing to think about. It's a shit thing to realise. It's a very hard thing to talk about without annoying trigger or triggering people because they're like, well, we should be able-. And I was like, I agree. But at the same time, you still can't. Oh, yeah. But we should be able to. I agree. But you can't. Yeah, I'd love to be able to leave the doors of my car open when I park in Dublin city centre. But to be fucking robbed. I, I, by rights, shouldn't have to lock the fucking thing. But sure there's people in San Francisco be like, I'd love to be able to park my car. Yeah. Lock the doors or not. <laughs> like, they, they have to park the cars and then put signs in every single window going, there is nothing in this car to rob. Yeah. Do you know, please don't break my windows because it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks to fix them all. And they come back and every window's fucking broke and, like, they're after having a shit in the back seat or whatever. Well, we ha- I have a sign outside on the periphery of my uh, property that does say gun, gun owner's property. Go, it does. Go, we there's not. It's what not, is it? There's don't come on here. There's nothing here to rob. Only a half a dozen guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, the idea being is that keep moving. 
yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. keep moving. I, I don't want to have to engage the scenario. I hope that nobody ever has to read that sign mm. and go, oh, that applies to me. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. the fucking milli moment that that may have to happen, I want somebody to think a second time and go, if a fucker's mad enough to put up that fucking sign and he does have a gun in there, I ain't going robbing shit up. Yeah, even if you don't, like, a beware of the dog sign is enough to make me go, I, 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 might, I, might, I might walk a little bit faster past that gate and I'm not even out to rob it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I seen a fucking Reddit post this morning, this mafia. Uh, it's very, it's very mad. Like, I'm, uh, <clears throat> okay, Tom is after getting, uh, training me a small bit or like coaching me a small bit into being more of a manly, manly man. <laughs> Right. I don't. I have but not. You have, I, so. have I? you have. You have encouraged me and inspired me, maybe, let's say, and trained me a small bit. I went and bought my first drill there a couple of months oh, ago. Yeah, and yeah, I sent yeah. Tom I a actually, picture. Oh, I have a, I, I actually very have, proudly. I have a toolbox for you. About a drill. Uh, zzz, yeah. zzz, and Tom's like, oh, so proud. I right? want, I swear to God, it, it warmed my heart when I say he's after buying his own drills. Yeah, because I used to fucking have to go, like, uh, are you a handyman? How much do you charge an hour? Will you come and put up a shelf? You know what I mean? So now it's like, you've got to learn how to do that shit yourself when you live in the country, right? Usually this type of thing, and we're getting into Israel now, usually this type of thing happens because of human error. Mm. Um, a door left ajar, uh, an external door not locked. Yeah. You, you, Tom will know that I am fastidious, almost neurotic about making sure all my doors are locked and windows are closed and yeah. all sorts of things. Like I'm not that, you know, I'm afraid of anything. It's just like, yeah, I grew up like that. My brain works that way. It's a policy that you should you should adhere to. I think everybody should adhere to it, no matter where you live in the country. Well, or even not. if all they stole was a box of matches, and you went to the cops and said, "Hey, somebody stole my matches," they went, "Did you have a window open?" I did. You look and thanks. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell. You, you fucking open. You amazing. You amazingly put out the red carpet for him. Yeah, and and I think there's a lot of those uh, crimes of convenience that happen in shops and in uh, you know stores where they don't have valuable stuff next to the doors. Um, when you're in training, when you're working in, in shops like with uh, uh, tills and stuff like that, you're told not to leave the till open or not to be changing money for people because as soon as you open it, it's like they lean in over and yank out the money because it's a crime of convenience most of the time. Boys like Israel Keys were waiting for those cracks, those those chinks in the security. Yeah. They were looking to see, like, is that door, like, is that a fucking, could you kick that door? Would you be able to lean that door in? Mm. What kind of hinges does that door have? That garage, does that does that close? Is that an automatic thing? Or can you go over, like, you'd watch and say, like, oh, and someone pushes the button. All right, so that's where the button is. So you push that and it automatically opens. Or looking for a key under a rock. Like, these kind of things. This is what these motherfuckers use. Same with uh, John James, De- or Joseph James D'Angelo. Like, he, the Golden State Killer was... Yeah. Fucking scoping people out for weeks to go, what are their patterns? Uh, do they have kids? Is there cars in the driveway? Are the lights on? Like God, if if you could only have caught him at a young age to angle that level of fastidious fucking nature into something <laughs> positive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like imagine a, like the a gardener. security company. Or imagine <laughs> the gardener that fellow would make <laughs> if he was that good with his petunias. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just fucking staying up all night and watching him grow. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's an awful pity. Mi- mixing up the fucking, the, the, the miracle grow yeah. and just to write, like breaking bad for miracle grow or something like that. I tell you, know? when you see people who are f- like mental yeah, about man. their lawn, you kind of go, oh, great that you found that. I'm so happy you found that if, because if, God. If Petunias knows. makes the white stuff come out, man, that's, that's <laughs> what they want. That's if they can, if they can somehow link it in with with sex and violence, you know. Um, but look at this is the crack. I, I, Israel Keys. If you want to, if you want to stay safe, uh, Tom's going to start a podcast called the 
how, how, mar, uh, anti-murder house safety we could think of something uh, I, I'll tell you what people do go f- right now so in, in case you have no knowledge of what the vessel is that you're living in right now go listen to a, sh- uh, a show that we do periodically well we have we have seven, six seasons of it out myself and Jerry McBride writer with Waterford Whispers we did it we have a show called The Tom and Jerry Show what else would you fucking call it <laughs> but in our latest season we would, oh, we would we would pick one subject and absolutely break it down we did one uh, we're, season seven will have Tom and Jerry build a car but we Tom and Jerry build a house and literally from you getting the site to you turning the key and living in the house we went through every moment every single moment of that of how to build a house and at any go have a listen we have fun through it super interesting stuff but also what you'll do is it's you'll not go, me a lot I bought the drill <laughs> there you go there's a start yeah a start. but what you'll do is you'll find window frames I didn't realise you could pop off most windows the beading around the window, you can pop yeah, it off with a chisel yeah. and just let the glass fall out. Pull the glass step out. Step in, yeah. clean out what you need, put it all back in, pop that thing back on with Have the a couple with, of, with the fat end of your fist. Yeah, a couple of tacks, just pop the frame back in. PVC right now, they yeah. all pop out and pop back in again with the back of your fist. Yeah. You can you can get into most things. You so are you trying to tell me then that all of those uh, Mission Impossible movies where they have that kind of protractor that cuts the cuts the glass in a circle, you don't need that at all? Unfortunately, yeah. It was totally over-engineered. Yeah. Absolutely didn't need it. You could have just popped off the beading around, let it fall out, have somebody hold it, you jump in. They, it, it, Listen, even if you can't get at that, most roof slates, you just get up on the roof, slide up a handful of them, cut through the felt and walk through into the attic, pull them down after you. The roof, security of your roofs, ladies and gentlemen, is a lie. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's a sham. To be honest, the in, fuck, install, the only thing, install the only a vicious <laughs> dog. That's all I'll tell you to do. <laughs> have a sign that says you have guns. Whether you have guns or not, uh, oh the, absolutely Do you know what it, it scares me to think And especially when you're Talking about somebody Like Israel Keys, It scares me to think How actually little Security your family Has In the face of someone That's determined To get into your house Like it's really only N- Nothing a, It's really only A social contract Nothing Like you we, know? we're I, talk, I, I mean Which is I, why I, I'm very in, uh, Very uh, You know In favour of the Second amendment <laughs> In yeah, America, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, yeah. If a motherfucker knows when you come into the house that you may get shot if the gun has a gun, that's probably as big a deterrent as like, you know, if there's a locked door and people want to get into your house, a locked door is oh, not really going to stop them. Oh, really, the, ga- like. the game's over. Like that's it. The ball burst. I'm yeah. I'm taking over now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know. So <laughs> it's uh, and like I said, we're, I'm moving. The next thing you're tied to your wife in the floor in the sitting room. Yeah. And you're watching lads go through your knicker drawer. Like, oh. what are you going to do? It's and that's it's a social contract. Hence why we moved to to where we've moved to because now, as I told you, literally when you were still in Dublin and I was moving, you were like, what was, because I don't know, I'm sure I wasn't the inspiration for the move, but at the same time, when you were asking, what's the vibe? And I'm like, I can control the controllables down here. Yeah. I can see motherfuckers coming from a distance. Yeah. I can, my boundary is my boundary and nobody will cross it. Like the old Martin Baileys of old. You ain't getting over it without yeah. me knowing about it. Simple as that. Well, it was between you and um, the, the person that came out of uh, Clare. Oh yeah, yeah, well that too. Yeah, the baby, yeah, yeah. the baby, and Tom together conspired to we have. Did. Us we had a powwow actually yeah, about yeah. it, and we were saying probably best to get the folks to the yeah, country, get them out. Yeah, um, yeah, man. The social contract is the only thing keeping people safe. Is it the scariest thing that I could think of, that I could think of? Like that's scarier than any murder story. But uh, I digress. <laughs> we must get into this now yeah. and talk about Israel Keys. So Israel Keys, the bad cunt, uh, was homeschooled. Would you know it? Uh, I always suspect those people. Mm. Uh, with any of these cases, it's almost always about the family. And and to be honest, it's usually the mother doing something weird to your dick, like pulling, pulling out your foreskin there and whipping it with a bamboo cane. always been a theme. Almost I, I've always. listened to all your true crimes and any of the ones. 
Almost, uh, not all of them, not all, not all, like, because, like, Dennis, he didn't have a hard time off the mother, but no. there was, not that we know of, but almost all of the American ones, for some reason, the old one seems to yeah. be a fucking weapon. Yeah. An old bitch. The one that really got me, uh, Ed Kemper's Maya probably was the worst. Well, or, um, fucking Ed got his own back there in the did. end, didn't he? Fuck. He did. <laughs> she, I tell you. She, okay. uh, he, she, he, she killed, he killed her till she died from it. She was so, she was so sad she had a lump in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one that really got me was 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 Chickatillo's man. That's oh, why I Jesus. always think of that. He's pissing the bed, and she fucking whipped his dick with a bamboo cane. Ah, oh, Jesus! And uh, and then made him eat a soup made out of ch- local children because they were in the middle of a famine. Just a very weird set of circumstances for that poor cunt. Obviously, not a poor cunt because he turned into a murderer. But mm. like, there's a small bit of em- before they at commit- that point he was a poor yeah, cunt. Before yeah, they yeah. commit murder, you do have to have a bit of empathy for them as they're humans. Are we the only show that does that? I, I listen to a lot of true crimes and they're like, this awful bastard. And I'm like, yeah, but he was a person before he was a killer. And, you know, what you do to the people, uh, make them into that, I think, you know, mm-hmm. in some way. So, uh, obviously, this case is no different. Uh, the family fucked up Israel Keys, man. He was raised in a very conservative Mormon home. And he was the second of 10 children. Now, you brothers and sisters, Tom, whereabouts do you lie in the family? There's four of us and I'm the third. Right, so you're the middle child. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I probably should have uh, realised. Yeah, right. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Do you know what? No, there's a look at me I, out of all of us. I'm a middle no, child we're, as well. We're all kind of look at me's a bit yeah. though. That's the only thing. We are all a fucking loud-mouthed fuckers. Like we're, yeah. we're all quite look at me. But then I think where I grew up, everybody's a bit of a fucking look at me. I'm sure there wasn't that many people. No, we're all... There's not that much to look at. But everybody has this weird country self-confidence. It's a very, it's a very interesting it's fucking a, thing. It's not a fucking bad thing, man. No, it's interesting. Your, so your oldest sibling is a girl. Girl, yeah. Two older sisters, one younger brother. And, and then, so your, your oldest sister, I would presume, had that thing of like second mammy. That's an... Quintessentially Irish thing, right? I suppose, yeah. To a degree, she probably minded to me mind a the bit. Other ones. She minded me a bit, but there was, I mean, there is, there wasn't a like. There's four years in the difference between us, you know that right, kind right, of way. Right, like, yeah, so I mean, you know, yeah. wasn't. And plus, I also, Ford had a great, great phrase when they brought out trucks a couple of years ago. There was known there was Ford built tough, and you gotta, especially a boy where I grew up, you gotta, you gotta be a man quick. Yes, yeah. Gotta be a man quick mm. because you really want to be. You know what I mean? It's not because it's like... But also there's work to be done. There's, there's work to be yeah, done. Yeah. So you you quickly try not to have, be a burden or rely on anybody. Yeah. So by age seven, you're physically driving things. You're physically going working. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I didn't need an awful lot of mammying growing like up. You're driving large farm machinery at that Potentially stage. monster yeah. trucks. Yeah, yeah. You're driving monster trucks at that stage. So, not yeah. Bad. But like uh, the second the second sister then, is she like a bit odd? Yeah, well, she's she's a doctor of. She won't be listening to this now. No, she's a doctor of neuropharmacology. So I'd imagine she's a bit strange. Yeah, I'd say she's been a black sheep ish. She's um. Well, your your siblings are all very, like, I nearly said highfalutin, but that's a negative term. I mean, they're very well qualified, very yeah. ambitious and high, and high level people. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, but they're all like, you know, lawyers, yeah, neuropharmacologists, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Very high. So I mean, like, obviously, something was going on in your house. Uh, there was something in the water. It was good dinner put on the table. I suppose there was. I don't, I don't really know. Like, but yeah, there's um, yeah, sh- sh- my second, the the second of uh, sister, second sister. She's very, very ambitious. Yeah, extremely so. And something to prove. 
Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah. Like I would imagine so, but but also like with the momentum that's gathered behind her, then becomes loves, I guess, the ambition notion. And she she's she works in a very prestigious uh, environment in the college she's in, and they they're all very ambitious. Yeah, but it just feeds into her. she. But like you'd almost think she's almost on Irish the level of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, have you no, like, uh, sense of kind of, like, self-doubt? Uh, yeah. Maybe some kind of Catholic... Uh, yeah, yeah, no. You know, no. holding you back. But that, wa- but that definitely wasn't a staunch thing. We weren't... Even though my parents love love Mass. They yeah. love a good Mass. I served Mass. I had a great time serving Mass. Made a fucking load of money for Yeah, loads of con- confirmations. Loved it. The pre- And most of the priests I worked with were all fucking sound high-five sort of fellas mm. who were more into sports than they were to actually religion. I think sports and work was bigger than religion where I grew up, yeah. and uh, so I think more than anything, it was that, more. It was more the junior B was the was the mass than the yeah, mass. Yeah, it was like, like like I talked about it before. Like I remember priests wrapping up mass like in fucking fifteen minutes. <laughs> gone here, listen, get this done. This up to the up to the pitch. Pick up your own. You know, fucking there's a pit. You know, there's a game on. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we were in, we were inhibited that way. Certainly, we didn't feel it in our family. So there was. Do you believe that there's like um that 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 kind of family? family structure theory or family placement theory that like the first sibling has this type of personality second sibling has this type the middle child syndrome has this I type I know for a f- yes to a degree it isn't so hardline in our family because and I've, as a comedian you do you look at things with a critical eye and you do you know yourself you evaluate your own day to day carrying on because you have to be because you might find a funny story in it to tell people but also you have to chickity check yourself before you rickety wreck yourself oh, like, sure, you know? yeah. but I, I said it to my parents and they made it an absolute out and out policy to do their best to treat us all the exact same. They said we we were conscious of it. Mm. We tried it. Whether we did or we didn't, we tried our best. Is the youngest uh, kind of baby the small bit? Or? I probably would have been, I'd imagine. A bit, yeah, he would have been and probably, you know, to a degree, yeah, he would have, probably, probably, but no, I don't think, I don't, not heavily. No. I mean, I was probably, I was probably spoiled. To a degree, I I was spoiled because there's eleven years between my older brother and me. Oh, so like there's a big old gap. I noticed there, it was it was it was only one year between the two girls, then three years, then three years. Right. So it's like the, you know. So I think uh, they were they were quite open minded people. They made a conscious. They would lived in a few countries before mm. beforehand. Working, with dad was working and stuff. Uh, so it wasn't just like oh fuck we have a family oh shit it's getting bigger oh shit stop like. Nah. A lot of Irish families kind of went a bit yeah, that way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they. Like, why do you? Why do you? Every, uh, every March is the fucking same with you, and you're fucking uh, going around pregnant the whole time. Which not fucking. Listen, listen. There's families I know that their siblings that hardly know each other. Yeah, literally because they were that, they were gone to England and then age, they yeah. were born, and it was like there's a twenty year fucking gap between yeah, them and the next crazy. guy. Like so, it's like there was one family that seventeen kids. Yeah, seventeen kids. Bonkers. Like. Why? How would you? Why? Like, no, let's just stop. Stop all this. Fucking why? 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 Like, we all know the roots. Not how. We, we know you can get caught once or twice. Yeah, yeah. But we all know the roots to fucking not. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, and too hard work. Like, I, hard, and there was a few families like that, but I, my parents, I don't know, not that we're, they weren't academics in any way. They weren't, you know, the blue collar people, Like, but they just kind of went, this is fucking mental. Yeah. People having rakes of children and you won't be able to afford all of them. Well, they say, you know they what I mean? say uh, two is two is two and three is five. 
Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, and then yeah. they say that, like, uh, anything over four is four. So if you have four, there's, like, a surveys done on big families, and they say, like, right, yeah, two is two, and three is five, and then four is fucking ten. But then the fifth one, it makes no difference. No, six, sure. the, seven, the, the, eight, other nine, array, the other like array. The other array is four. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah. thing. So once you go past four, you can have 20, and that's grand. It's just getting to four is the hardest. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. What the fuck? But, like, uh, my brother's, like, 11 years older, almost a different generation. He's Generation X, essentially, and um, he, uh, very ambitious. Yeah. Like, uh, went to the army. Like, he was, he was on a couple of different shows, Elvis, and he was on uh, Martin Luther King as well. And it's, like, super ambitious and super, you know, uh, uh, academic and very, you know, has a lot of faith in the system and works. And then, sure, I came along, and then... And and my brother Neil came along. The two of us were like, "Hey man, like fucking job heads, <laughs> fucking you know, musicians, anti anti disestablishmentarianists. Like not a fucking hope of I us." I imagine like tenacious D as two brothers. Well, to, like this, you know exactly. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut around Pierce's tail, like got a fucking rock. Like it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, Get the oils and the incense. Like it was, it was. A, a, a totally different household when we were coming up yeah. and my parents didn't know what to fucking do with us like very much a, a, a different and I was a middle child technically but like when I was seven my brother went off to the army because he was 18 and he was mm. 11 years so at seven I was like I have a big brother and then I didn't see the motherfucker for like eight years until he was <laughs> yeah, finished yeah. like and you're like oh I felt like uh, I felt like uh, Winnie in uh, in uh, the wonder years you know your brother goes off to Vietnam and <laughs> I and thought they, you were going to say I felt like Winnie in Winnie the Pooh. It was. <laughs> what do you What do you think about tomorrow, Piglet? <laughs> I really miss my brother. He's gone to the army. Sorry, I did. I did Piglet's voice as Pooh. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, fucking freak! <laughs> I'm a middle child, but I don't feel it. Hey, you guys want to go do some cocaine? Come on, let's go. I'm such a wonderful tigger. Tigger's a wonderful thing, and I love cocaine, 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 cocaine. But this is it, like, so I think this uh, family theory, like, you know, the second in, in, second in the row of ten in a devout Mormon family, um, born in Utah, the family moved to Washington State when he was very young, but it's like a pretty isolated upbringing, like, he's, mm. he, you know, you're in with ten other motherfuckers, you're in the second oldest, so you're not the oldest, so you don't In have... fucking Mormon Utah, yeah, too, like, that's, that's a queer setup in anybody's book, weird. like. Like, we was like reading fucking Walton's shit. And his parents weren't too far off this Depression-era conservatism either. Uh, Heidi and John Jeffrey Keyes were people of devout faith and were anti-government and, you know, most against most modern technology like medicine or the, the motor car, petroleum-powered uh, uh, machines and stuff like that. They decided they want to live off the grid in the mountains and live a natural life. So this decision then to live this isolated life away from modern society and therefore modern interactions for their children, like the usual life of an American going, uh, American school child, kind of like robbed all those kids of the interactions, the birthday parties, you know, the baseball teams, the disco dances, play dates, you know, trying to finger young ones behind bike sheds, like all of that stuff was gone. You couldn't yeah, do that shit. Yeah, yeah. There was no like social interactions. There was no learning those social norms, which kind of comes with like ugh, fucking hard lessons. Or you have to learn that, Do You have to fucking... It's an experience. You don't just grow up with it. You either you're extroverted or introverted. If you're introverted, you're watching other people make mistakes and trying not to do it. If you're extroverted, you're making them. And then like, 
It's the shit that you wake up at three o'clock in the morning with the oh my god, I can't believe I know. you fucking did that. Like that's I still I still get like pains in body parts where yeah. like I went, Did I fucking hit that if I did that now? I would die for seven fucking weeks. I like, remember shit that I said to people like oh, 25 stop. years ago. And, oh, still, you know. to my core, some of the things I've come out with before, I'm like, oh. But then you're like, yeah. as we were, say, we were talking about earlier, you're, like really, diamonds in you're your arsehole. really not grown up until you're at least 30. Like, you're really not. I like, think I think a lot of people need to, especially in the younger cohort, and I get a lot of messages, Tom, I won't like you on uh, Instagram or even in Gilded, which you can get the, I find the I, invite for the Gilded server in the description below. I, f- I find but, the name Gilded hilarious. Yeah, Gilded. As like in, you're in the Guild. No, no, as in you got Gilded. What does that mean? <laughs> Fucking. Reefed out of it. You cut your bollocks off. Oh, is that what that means? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so you're, maybe you're the great unsullied, are you? Oh, no. <laughs> Huh? I'm sorry for saying that For the second you went gilded I went, I'm fucking What's your what's your man's name With the bald head Grey worm Grey worm All my, all my little whispering uh, <laughs> Whispering birdies Oh no sorry He's, he's uh, Varus Varus I look more like him Than fucking grey worm He's He's Mostly cunt <laughs> um, Oh yeah that's your man That's like uh, Me Me go to war for you like Yes this, uh, Can you right, see right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, gilded is a uh, uh, you know when you're in a guild. Yes. Like it's like a. Bo- well, I'm yeah. sure that's what it actually. I'm sure. Yeah, Fuck, yeah. I didn't know it was gilded. Is that um, So I get DMs from people like on Instagram, you know, and they'd mm. say like, "Oh man, how do you fucking, how do you parse this shit in your head? Like the world is fucked, and how you know, and someone who's twenty is looking at the world, and all the scene is fucking shit, man. Listen, like, we- they weren't even born for nine eleven. And they're going like, how have we inherited? And I, I get it. I get what Gen Z is going through. I get what fucking injustice. Like they're coming into a world of injustice. And then I'm going, yeah. And in 1996, when I was your fucking age, I was looking at a world going, how can you guys, you just came out of a recession because the 80s, it was such a backwards time. And come on, it's the 90s. That was the thing in the 90s. I was yeah, like, come it, on, guys. Yeah, it's that was actually a phrase. It's the 90s. It's the 90s. Like, sure, it is the 90s. But at the same time, it's humanity. Yeah. Like, that shit don't change. And I know how much everyone wants to get rid of equality. and wa- Or get rid of equality. Who am I? Vladimir Putin? <laughs> Who, uh, <laughs> yes, equality stuff is overrated. Get, yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> wants to get rid of the, the detriments of society that uh, inequality brings. Like, yeah. they want to fucking, um, they want to make a better world to live in. Uh, for you and for me. But, but by the same token, like, it's not going to happen. Like, it's real hard to smash a system. And especially to smash a system and then replace it with something else. Like, you're almost kind of going to... It's like it's like swapping over managers in a job. Like, one has to be gone before the next one comes in. But when that new one comes in, it's going to be a fucking shit show for a long time. Like, don't think that the change is going to make it. So these people send me these messages, man, and I'm and they're going like, how do you do... And what, what am I going to do with my life? And how do you fucking... How are you taking all this information and, like, still be happy and stuff like that? And I'm like, it's the little things, man. Oh yeah It's all the small things You live in your life Try not to think too big Try not to be fucking making The world your problem And like live your life And have your friends And do your thing And try and fucking follow your own rules Make a set of rules for yourself First of all And then try and stick to them Like make your set of principles And I think that exists outside of that Get it out of your life And you find you make yourself An awful lot happier An awful lot quicker Like the world is not that big and you don't have to live all of the whole world. And I really, it took me nine years of doing a fucking show about the most horrible things <laughs> on the planet to figure that out. Oh, but yeah. if I'm able to learn it and then tell someone real quick in a DM who's 22 going, I know. And I'm like, come here, it's grand. And they're like, oh, thanks. I know I'm not fixing it, but at least I'm going, there's a signpost here. Don't come in here. You're going to get shot. 
with terrible thoughts. Yeah. There's a fucking lad here with a machine gun with awful shit inside in the barrels of it. <laughs> and he's wanting to shoot you in the head with it. Just don't come in here then. There's yeah. no need. Well, I've, I've, it was, do you know, that was the out and out purpose of starting Buckshot was I just saw so, now not that I'm some sort of, I fancy myself as some sort of hero, but at the same time, it's helped me compartmentalize the stuff that I have no control over. Yeah. How social media has grown into a monster in the last 10 years yeah. and now people are getting stuff that they never got before in their heads. Like the cerebral fucking agony that people are going through right now. Nobody ever in history went through it. Yet at the same time, it's the healthiest, best time ever actually to be physically walking around alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... It's like when you don't have famine... You don't have, like, TB. You don't have timber tongue. Imagine getting that as a dose. <laughs> you don't have trench foot. No. So, But you can't escape the cunts that you don't like in your job or in your school. When you go home, they're always watching what you're doing. But the only thing I would say, too, is is y- you have to... If just follow the fucking idiot that I am. Literally, yeah. I have... But it's taken me to now. I'm 40 years of age. Yeah, and it's moving taken to the me, country. It's taken me to now. To, yeah. And I learned maybe, especially with comedy when I started, I, and I'd learned through construction and all these other jobs I'd worked in, I'd learned enough to know that I do not have the physical capacity. I probably... I do to a degree, like I can still tell you how many threads there are on, you know, and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I've gotten rid of all updates on my phone in the way of news. If I need to go find something... And I sit, I have to feel physically tough on myself. Put the phone away. Don't go looking for stuff about fucking war in Ukraine. Just, and these things actually do bring down your anxiety levels. So I would also say to people is, don't sweat the stuff you can't control. If you want to live a happy life. Follow Buckshot is what I say. (laughs) At Buckshot Pod. (laughs) If you want to live a happy life, that's free of stress. Make it so that you have to look hard for sorrow. There you great phrase. Do you know? Great phrase. If you have to look hard for sorrow, the looking for it should almost be a deterrent. Yeah. It, that, I mean? It's that big of a pain in the bollocks to yeah. go look for it. The yeah. sorrow will have to lift up the slates of the roof and get into the felt in the attic. There you go. To get into you. And you're going to cut the back of yourself and everything. Yeah. Cut, cut the head. Cut the the fiberglass and be cutting your... Put the screws into the frame of the door <laughs> so the cunt can't kick it in. Like, yeah. this is it. You know? So, like, uh, these kind of things when you're when you're thinking... Uh, this poor, this poor motherfucker grew up uh, in a uh, in a place that was devoid of any and any social interaction. Oh, it's a gift in a way because you know the modern day. Like we're not talking about like the sixties or the seventies. Mm. This is like they did this shit in the nineties. Like he grew up in the he was born in nineteen seventy eight. Like he grew up in the nineties, maybe the eighties. Like that's a fucking crazy time to be like off the grid. That's like some fucking uh, Jim Jim Jones like Charlie Manson shit. Like that's like. Let's sequester ourselves away, you know, uh, wild, wild country. Like, let's not participate in society. And then, you know, when you do end up coming face to face with society, uh, you're not made for it. Sure, look, we and all... I don't think Israel Keys was made for it. We all know the lads that you went to college with, that you knew went away to board, all-boy yeah, boarding yeah, schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw them in first year. The biscuit gang. Going fucking bananas, the poor bastards. Sure, were... that, look, there's a lot of people... You don't even have to go to boarding school to have that. Yeah. I was in a, 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 a even a mildly uh, repressive kind of family situation where I wasn't allowed to do a lot of stuff and I went to first... I was like, give me all the drinking drugs. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 you're like, yeah. You don't even have to be in boarding school to have that. Yeah, true, true. This, this, this cunt... He had a fairly huckleberry childhood, playing with guns, hunting paraphernalia, and would go around stealing guns from the neighbours and hide them in various places in the forest. And we'll see that coming back around again. He used these guns and all the trapping knowledge he learned as a homeschooled mountain child to catch and torture animals. And we know, Tom... Uh, red flag. Big red flags. Big 
Red flag. It's like Chinese New Year. Mm. You're torturing animals. The next step is, and you escalate, 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 and the next thing is a small child, and you work your way up to a bigger child, and then a young teenager, and then an older teenager. It's just like an escalation. Yeah. You know? Then you're on for a 10-point book, which is, um, I don't know, a 25-stone man. Uh, look at Every murderer starts off with small animals. Or at start least somewhere. Every, yeah, yeah, you have to start somewhere. Every man who's killing small animals works out to be some kind of a weirdo. But um, so he lived in this area that was remote, but it was also pretty active as far as the community went. So they were living like in a mountain area, the Waltons type job. But there was like a church and there was, a, you know, like a community centre and the people would come down from the mountain to interact with each other. Uh, like the people from the Ruby Ridge episode. Remember we talked about yes, that family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they'd come down or there's places in Idaho and Utah where it's remote. Uh, but they had uh, they come down to church or social meetings, um, even though their their living arrangements were quite isolated. His parents, while devout Mormons when they lived in Utah, thought that a right wing leaning, severe Christian reformationist religion wasn't enough for their ten ankle biters. When they got to the woods of Washington, they moved from Utah to Washington and converted to a fundamentalist Christian church that just so happened to be white supremacists as well. Oh, sure, looking for good measure, why not throw it this in? Is it. If you're hung for a sheep as a, as <laughs> as a, a lamb. lamb. You may as well be. Yeah, and if the lamb happens to be African-American, like one of the black sheep... I like, love, it. I love so. the notion that they landed on just thinking they were going to like a fundamental Christian place and they went, and by the way, guys, <laughs> I don't I don't normally have to sell it this hard, but right now, right now... <laughs> For a short time only, we're going to be total racists as well. (laughs) Imagine moving from Utah where it's, I I, I would imagine Utah and the Mormon religion, like seeing as as we learned in the Mormon episode, they weren't too fond of black folks. I'd say anybody above uh, magenta, you know what I mean? Anybody on the colour chart would say once you start heading into, uh, you know, creamy summer coffee, once you start heading up (laughs) anything above that. Yeah. You know, on the Dulux weather chart yeah. or, or <laughs> Dulux paint chart. You're anything above Armenian and you're yes. kind of like yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. If you were like you went on a went on a holiday to Florida for three weeks and you came back, you'd to be questions asked. Yeah, all at the same time we'd be all right. Look at the heads and us. Yeah, well, we just go pink. We just go pink with our big bluey greeny eyes and just go, <laughs> Hello, how are we doing? I was on holidays. But these these uh these Mormons obviously had this like a like it's built into the religion, you know. Mm. I don't know if you remember. Did you listen to Mormon's episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, Lehi and uh, Mor Mordecai and Lehi, anyways, one of them. And they came and they said to Joseph Smith, "Do you know black people and Indians? They used to be white, and then they didn't do what they were told, so we cursed them with dark skin." <laughs> and your man is like, "Yeah, I believe it. I, yeah, totally. I to- I totally get it. They look cursed." <laughs> and um. So yeah, the Mormons probably weren't great for the old black folks, especially in the eighties. I mean, in the nineties, there was bishops allowed in, and they kind of in the two thousands they reformed, and they're, uh, you know they're totally cool with black people now. Um, them and Joe Rogan, it's totally fine, but uh, <laughs> 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 but it, like it's grand now. Uh, but it used to be not cool, and um, I guess it wasn't that much of a that much of a transition from. But sure, they were looking for the. Utah to Washington. So to go to Washington State, and then when you think Washington, you think Seattle, you think Portland, but mostly it's fucking Forest. trees and mountain yeah. cunts. And when you when you combine and ten family of, ten family kids like I, or ten I, kid families, I would be interested to hear the conversation where they were like, "This Mormon stuff is grand, but it's just not hardcore enough for us." And were they not buying 
the whole, you know, gold plates and, and salamanders and all the rest of it. Were they not buying it and they wanted to go to Christianity or was it purely... I think it was a physical any, thing. Yeah. Any form of religion. We just need to fucking put a squeeze on ourselves. I just need something fundamental. Fundamental? Yeah. Like, would, you know, if this, you know, if Islam was going to take them in, would they, do you reckon it would No, they don't like brown people. Brown people, it's that's It's the brown it. people thing that I think... Brown people... Right, yeah, the the motivation for that. But funny enough, though, the the murders and stuff like that that Israel Keys perpetuated, it wasn't on. It wasn't like ironically they, they, hate named, crimes. they named his their child Israel. Well, I'll have an explanation for that. Okay, right. So yeah, I don't want to conflate the crimes of Israel Keys with white supremacy or like that. It just so happened that his family were all built into a white supremacist buzz that they had going on, and um, yeah, like you know, imagining there wasn't a racial aspect to his crimes to his to his victims I mean for those that we know it seems to be not that but um, between the killing of the animals the uh, Huckleberry Finn type upbringing the unsocialized kind of lifestyle that he had as a young child and also the rhetoric of depersoning and unhumaning whole races or creeds of people as part of a plan allegedly from God it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to like transpose that to sexual or violent crimes where he would see a person as like, oh, well, you know, I've been trained through, you know, d- devout uh, uh, religious ideology to be able to disregard a human as like a person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can think of them as like whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a perfect breeding ground if you want to create somebody that, like you just said, dehumanizing. You know what I mean? If you, it, yeah. like, it, there's nothing positive is ever going to come from somebody being raised as a white supremacist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They will make, unless they, you know, mend the error their ways, they're going to make a shit person later on. Yeah, there's some shit that goes in there that's very, I mean, American History X is not exactly like a, a fantastic story <laughs> of redemption. No. But there is something in that character of um, Edward Norton that's like, well, yeah, shit, there's a, there's a, there's a way to be held and people pay the price. Yep. It usually affects younger people more and as you get older you start to realise the ways of the world and you tend to kind of maybe roll it back a small bit but the, the, the fundamental like <clears throat> you know we're both parents of very young children mm-hmm. and you can see and I know from reading you know when you're taking care of the kids that first four years super important developmentally yeah and then the next ten years is super important socially so like you put that stuff in of like manners social decorum attitudes towards women or men depending on the gender of your child um, attitudes towards like authority um, all of these things that they're looking at you for examples of like that shit goes in at at a core level and that core level is real hard to fucking shift so if you're thinking about a bunch of people who think it's totally okay to treat another group of people even one person as like not a person Mm mm-hmm all you have to do is find people. If you want to, if you then want to treat people like not a person, you just have to find more people like that. Yeah. So, like, if you were the the child of somebody, the son of somebody who uh, baits the shit out of his wife all yeah. the time and treats her like a piece of shit all the time, that's how you would perceive women up until the age of what 10, 12, maybe until you start going social conscience, and this is not how other other people's mothers are treated. There's something fundamentally in you that has that perpetuates. Like, going, it's going to be a lot of fucking hard work, man, to get out of that mindset. As the fella says, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's fucking hardcore. So, like, Israel Keys, um, 
<clears throat> part of this this crazy white supremacist church. It was known as the Ark, and the family were introduced to some very unsavory characters there. Uh, Key's murders were on a timeline. The police believe from when he left the army in 2001 to 2012 when he was caught with uh, Samantha Koenig's ATM card, right? And the planning that he had on these murders was meticulous and the execution was military in precision. And as some folks claim, this is because of his youthful associations with militia groups as well as his army indoctrination. So this Washington State crowd, they're fucking hardcore yeah. to the balls, to the wall, you know. Uh, Keys became friends with these lads called the Kehoe Brothers who were notoriously associated with white supremacy groups terrible crimes and general mayhem in the area as well as then nationally as their as their 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 crime uh chops became more weathered and worn he met them at the ark and they themselves went on to be brutal murderers as well so whatever was going on in that place it was a breeding ground for cunts it seems like you said what <laughs> growing up white supremacist uh I, I mean there's been there's been a like there's a ton of white supremacists group a ton but they're they're there but yeah. they're, they're not all breeding Murderers. They're breeding fucking lunatics. Yes, loonies. You know, but it's. Like, I mean, who's extremists? Who's like the fucking? Say. Who's the pastor? Do you know what I mean? Because he had a serious fucking record on <laughs> here, like because. And I'm gonna. What's he saying? How's I, he breeding? I, I know like? you. And you. You said you. You did it for your American listeners, the Kehoe brothers. Yeah. For anybody, it's an Irish surname, and it's pronounced Kyo. Yeah, the Kehoe brothers. Yeah, but it's Kyo. Or or uh, Kyo, they would say it. If yeah. It was like yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did an episode on uh, the the. Keepers and it was Archbishop Keo High School. Really? But it was, it was Kyo. Kyo. But you can't say Kyo because that's like, is that Korean? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to yeah, say it right. Yeah. People are like, what was he saying? It's like uh, fucking, uh, your name is Omani. And but like, if you were in the police academy, it'd be Mahoney. Yes. Same shit. Yeah. So these Kyo boys, uh, these two sons, Chevy and Shane, I think uh, Shane is spelled C H E Y N E which is the most obnoxious name for a murderer I've ever seen. Chevy and Shane, uh, they're in prison for life for a murderous rampage they perpetuated and the torture and murder of a family in Arkansas. So they were like the way they were caught, they were pulled over by police in the traffic stop and then they got into this fucking automatic weapon shootout and then they went on the run, which sparked a nationwide manhunt for them. And their vehicle was found with these heavy weapons, like automatic weapons Fuck. and 4,000 rounds of ammunition. And then uh, they took the family uh, of William Muller hostage and tortured them and uh, and eventually murdered them. So it was a, a husband and wife and two kids. So these Kyo brothers may have also been in some way associated with Timothy McVeigh, which oh. means that Israel Keys was associated with Timothy McVeigh and the Oklahoma City Bomber. And you were on that episode, you mm-hmm. and me and Eamon. Um, great episode. What a crazy story. Wow. And Clinton's man have some answers that they need to give. Um, they, they, knew, they knew McVeigh and... Um, they like people remember witnessing a man resembling McVeigh meeting with Chevy Kehoe at a motel in Spokane, Washington, and the Kehoes were known to consort in Oklahoma and Arkansas. So the links to similar white suppress white supremacist ex-military and other crossover organizations may have been possible. I'm sure you know in roundtable talks and basement meetings that these guys were like, "We got to nix the federal government." Blah blah blah. Yeah, these Kehoe boys were weapons getters. They were fucking assassins, like bounty hunters for. Um, for hire mercenaries for hire assassins like they were bad cunts well they had a fucking bloodlust too them had bastards like they this, were this white supremacist crowd seems to be the extremists that they keep on talking about I don't know man it's a it's a pretty shitty cohort of people that are doing fairly crap things but like 
Would you call them like the white Al-Qaeda or something like that? Like yeah. some kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely... It's a cult of sorts, like, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they have this belief system that's completely off the fucking wall. And they're obvious... Because you often wonder, you know, when you hear of a duo, like Rosemary and Fred West will say that time, you're kind of going, how does it happen? Like, the amount of times that I've been around friends and nothing to the extreme level, but they'll come out and they'll say, I'm thinking it. And you go, that's a... F- no! Don't you fucking dare do that. Like these lads all sit around the table and go, yeah, let's do a whole pile of murdering. And you, at no point does anybody, is it too shy not to pipe up? Or at some point are they all thinking, going, class, we should definitely do a load of murdering. I think they're all sitting around waiting for somebody to say, come here lads, do you think? Has anybody ever heard thought about doing a murder? <gasps> oh my God, samesies. <laughs> like, of course they're doing that. <laughs> of course they're waiting for somebody. They're all in their jammies, pulling up, fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. around going, oh my God. Yeah. Watching, hey guys, when I come around and watch Scream for Halloween, and then halfway through they're like, hey, we should do this. We should, we <laughs> should totally do we this. We should totally do this. Yeah. It's like us watching fucking, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, Almost Famous or something, going, hey man, you want to start a band? <laughs> <laughs> They're like they're like watching fucking I don't know the, the Charlie Manson <laughs> Charlie Manson movie like or uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood going we should totally do that like we could totally murder a couple bunch of glasses of, of wine after the movie yeah. in the kitchen like going yeah. yeah I've been thinking through that whole thing we should would you we totally do that like ne- like next summer we should totally dude I remember <laughs> we should take two weeks off and totally go murdering I remember having friends in college and we went and did fucking hash yogurts and went to the IFI and watched. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. <laughs> That's some fucking thing to watch. And then we came out, uh, like, fucking hash yogurt, like, boing, like, stone to the marrow bone, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Four, fucking stone, like, are you guy? Like, bonkers. And then fucking... Ass to ass. Like, it, it was like emotional damage. Like, it was <laughs> fucking grim shit, right? And we came out of that. And one of the lads we were with, we were all smoking outside just before the, the long, cold walk home. And he goes, Hey, lads, you know, if we put our money together, like, we could totally buy a bunch of heroin and sell it for loads of money. And we were like, Did you not just watch the same fucking movie that we watched? Did you not just. Like just one, like just one time. You saw how much money that guy, like all he saw, <laughs> nothing else went in. Like, so of course there's people that are sitting around going, like, hey, do you know what we should do? Do you know where they keep all the money in a bank? Yeah, we should totally rob a bank, and then they just go and do it. Like that's how you get stupid. Like you know those fucking worst criminals ever. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, they handed yeah. in they, 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 <laughs> the the guy that goes in to rob the bank, but in order to get to talk to the fucking cashier, he's like. Yeah, and my account number is this and this and this. And then they log into his account. It's like, now, what can I do for you? Um, Give me all the money in the drawer. And they're like, okay, Mr. Mahoney. Like, or whatever. You know? but, but that's in, in the sober light of day. That's the amount of plans I've made with people at parties. Going, oh, when you're fucked. When you're steamboats or yeah. does whatever substance on board. But the next day you're like, absolutely not. Do you know, it's, it's when it happens in the cold light of day. With sobriety on board, I'm kind of going, how does that fucking mad idea? But then it obviously does. Maybe it's just a bunch of people who are too awkward to say no to each other then at that point. I mean, we've all been in that situation. Yeah, though, but like... Where you're like, maybe we should. Like I was telling you about a podcast. How else do you get into your first I was telling you, about, I, was telling you about, <laughs> I was telling you about a podcast <laughs> who I'm a, I'm a good friends with one of the guys who's on it because he has a very successful other podcast and he's the only one out of the three of them who's mic'd up well and they're all, not a, they're all too nice to tell one of the guys who has a terrible mic setup that he has a terrible mic setup 
and it's gotten to a point now they're like 20 episodes in and it's like do we, what, what, when do we say it yeah. and is that is that what you're talking about is that that you know I mean, you're three murders in it's like we should really yeah, stop we this should but stop we're, this. we're, 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 we're fo- I mean hey hey we're good at it I'm just saying yeah you know or one <laughs> there's only one guy pulling the trigger but the other two lads are helping and then they're like oh, well he looks so happy when he's doing it <laughs> It's all he has. I'd hate to take it away from yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, we have like jobs and families and stuff. That's all he has. Like, let's just let's just leave him at it. <laughs> Do you want a lift? Do you want a lift back from your murder? I'll give you a lift. <laughs> like, the I'm wife, sure. The I'm wife sure. made the wife made you a hot plate. I look, it's, it's le- like it's, it's leftovers. But honestly, you, you know, I'm just saying. They're talking about toxic masculinity. Like those lads were really, really good friends. They were really willing to help each other out. <laughs> were, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It would seem so, or at the very least, anyway. They were willing all... to communicate. Yeah. Like. yeah. I think so, anyway. <laughs> um, so these Kyo boys were fucking a pack of cunts, but uh, they were also uh, r- rumoured to have had prior knowledge of the Oklahoma City bombing, as if maybe, perchance, he was in on the plot somehow. I don't know. But he foreshadowed it by saying, make sure you're watching CNN tomorrow, the day before the bombing, to his uh, friends and family, kind of laughing about it. Researchers also think that uh, Keyes may have kind of worshipped McVeigh after this incident and it, it was kind of maybe some sort of motivation to commit these crimes afterwards, although none of them were racially or politically motivated and they were simply sexual and violent in nature. But he did say in his interviews with police after his arrest that he wanted a quick execution like McVeigh got. Um, so, I mean, you never know. It could have been some kind of, I guess, like homage to Timothy McVeigh and the amount of lives he took it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been like a Big Brother moment, like whereas maybe he didn't have. I don't. I mean, we didn't hear what what children were. You know. Yeah. Had he had he older brothers? Who knows? Like, was he was he a Big Brother vibe? Like, going, oh, it's class. Was he looking for the love that his daddy never gave him? Could have been that too. Like, you know what I mean? It's a fucked up. Uh, it's a fucked up set of circumstances, and especially like. With these kind of episodes, I know I'm not excusing the murderers. I'm just going like, look at all these things. Actually, we have to these... find out what made the fucker yeah, like. Yeah, look you know at what all, these, all these fucking things that came together to make this cunt. Yeah. Do you know? So like, grew up in a mountain, no social interaction, 10 kids, so he probably wasn't even looked at. Not at all. And he was one of the oldest ones, so probably wasn't worried about it at all. After the young ones came along, he was yeah. left out to do whatever. Used to collect guns, used to steal guns off the neighbours and that, shoot them off was in the forest and then bury them. mad like. Who was going around stealing the guns? Like, if there was neighbours coming around stealing shit, and there were especially guns, you'd fucking know about it, right? Um, killing small animals. I mean, that's that's just hunting. You know, if you're out in Washington and you're living a fucking Huckleberry Finn life, like killing animals is kind of par for the course. You're having rabbit for dinner. You want to snare and trap rabbits. Well, I, I get the... I like, get the fucking them before dinner is probably not great. But yeah, like, you can, well, at least wash them out. Are you torturing... He's torturing rabbits and then going, mmm, for dinner. Yummy. Like... Yeah, I picture that thing in Back to the Future Three where your man is like spitting out the the buckshot, the buckshot, hey, yeah. out of the onto the plate. But like, then grow, go ended up going to a fucking white supremacist church and then ended up making friends with these two cunts that are fucking like Reggie and Ronnie Craig. Going the fucking around. planets have a line for hey, a madman there, all right. That's a bad fucking cake mix yeah. there, you know. So these uh, these Kyo brothers were also homeschooled and they regularly attended the Ark, which was pastored by the eighty three year old Dan Henry. And uh, taught us parishioners that the white race was superior with, quote-unquote, proof from the Bible. They also thought that Jews were biologically satanic. So, I mean, they had the evidence. And uh, they're not the real descendants of the Hebrews of the Bible. 
the Ark followers purport themselves as the true Israel, and Keyes is his family's embodiment of this belief in his own name, Israel. So I, there's a lot of people come and claim to be the original Israelites, and others a bunch of black supremacists that preach on the streets of. Oh uh, yeah, New that's York, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, we are the we are the Israelites. We are the the, the you know the tribes of Israel. Israelite. Um, <laughs> Get wake I, up in the morning, <laughs> white supremacy. <laughs> Name my kids after all of the religions. Oh, oh. Israelis. <laughs> I. <laughs> I do love I, immediately as soon as uh, they were the embodiment of you know they were satan- biologically satanic. Yo, yeah, they could prove it through the bloodline, yeah, apparently. Which is which is the out, which is the which is the outline to to Borat. Do you remember he was like throw, oh, yeah. throw money at the Jew, yeah, throw yeah. money at the Jew, throw the Jew down the well. well. <laughs> He's allowed to say it. Yeah. You keep off of Twitter for that shit now. But yeah, it's just it's just fucking bonkers, man. How um. It seems like the whole world was set up to make this cunt into the way he was, right? I mean, it does, like, Bill Burr used to do a bit um, about, thank God, that, thank God Kanye West ended up in black. Because when, <laughs> when, what, no, he said because he's, he, he, he and of course he does, he pokes, he pokes the lion when he comes out with these phrases. But the idea being is that he once came out with, my only, my biggest regret in life is that I'll never get to see myself perform. He says, that level of ego and fucking mania, as that personality floated down from the heavens, that lands in a white guy before you know it, he's grown a little moustache, he's standing at a podium going, that level of ego. Thank well, God it landed in a guy who wanted to make music and was black because yeah, there's, a, crossed, ce- there's yeah. a ceiling for black guys when it comes to fucking being demonic fucking yeah. political leaders. Yeah. Like, So in the same sense, like, E- EDM in did pretty well. Oh, he did, he, he did, did, but he was he, yeah, he. I mean, you know, I suppose geographically, he aligned himself in the go, in the right place yeah. to be doing that kind of carry on. Like, if if Kanye gets goes to Africa, we have to be worried. Is that what you're saying? He, he come might, he come out with one of them jackets and it has nine thousand medals. I was just going to say it, like, yeah, and wearing a kilt as well. Why? Yeah. What's the idea, of Scotland? What's that? Uh, well, last King of Scotland. <laughs> I think Kanye is doing all right, man. For uh, a fellow who started like a crazy church out in the middle of the desert and. Has like Justin I, Bieber, I, Justin I, Bieber, and Marilyn Manson come with the same ass with him. I think all. he's a gas bastard. He's a gas bastard. I, think I love he's watching the, the funniest fuckers, watching like. the mad world that he's creating around himself. Like it's, uh, it's the dream. It, it is, is the dream, is, and he predicted all of it. He's like, I'm going to be this. I've, I, I, there's a new documentary, three parts, two parts of it are on Amazon right now. I think it's Amazon Prime, uh, where it's like the the start of from from his earliest days right up until maybe four years ago, and mm. then there's a third part coming out at the end of May which is like the history of the last four years. It's like coming out with Donda, or Donda 2 is coming out with all this. I can't wait to watch it, man. Yeah. It's a fucking crazy life he had, like. Really? I, I, I don't life. know, and I don't ruin it for me. I know there must have been, like, because. You know, he died in a car crash and had to get his jaw wired and he, well, all I, the people, like, the, the happenstance that happened to make, but like, again, meetings and all that stuff, like, the happens, fucking destiny. The happenstance like. of his life that ended up, thank God, he found music. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're talking about the same alignment well, here I mean, of, thi- of things where the ego and the and the, the the fastidiousness of his of his you know commitment to whatever he was putting his mind to. Mm. He could have been like a crazy drug lord, or he could have been you know a, a, a fucking a, a, like a like a sculptor or some kind of an a, like a fine art guy, or he yeah. could have been I don't know a tech mogul, or he could have been you know all of these things that would get you a big following, or he could have been like a crazy. White supremacist pastor. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, who's yeah. like, come on, let's get all these people around. And black white supremacists like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good, he could have totally been that. Yeah. Sure, look at there's room there's room in Kanye's repertoire to be that if he wants to be. That guy can be whatever he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, let's see if if, if Kanye put it we you heard it here first. Kanye West could possibly be it means to be the greatest plot twist of all time. Possibly be Wouldn't no it? no emphasis on the heavy here. Listen to what we're saying. Possibly possible. be it, anything is possible when anything, it comes to Kanye. Exactly. Anything is possible. He's going to run for president in 2024. God, I That's hope a fact. So. And he will get a lot of votes. Command, president Comancho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Oh. That episode needs to be released, by the way. Of, of oh, White Press Play. play. I had so much fun doing that episode with you. We're going to do more of them. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We're going to do more. So they also attended another church called the Christian Israel Covenant Church, which was pastored by a close neighbor of Dan Henry called Ray Barker. So these two old-ass white supremacist motherfuckers had both churches, and when they didn't have enough white supremacy in the week over in Dan Henry's church, the Keyes family would go over to the Christian Israel Covenant Church and get Ray Barker to shout about how uh, the Jews were biologically linked to Satan. Somehow. <laughs> um, and they were very close to the Kehoe family, and, and Ray, Pastor Ray Barker, ended up going on to be a negotiator in the surrender of the Kehoe brothers after their rampage and murder spree. And they holed up in this house as they were killing the Muller family. Ray Barker was outside going, come on now, boys. Let those nice people go. Like, Jesus what the fuck? Christ. So these associations in the church, while fairly grim and obviously traumatic on a young lad's brain box, hold no real or circumstantial evidence that it was an influence on the crimes that Israel Keyes later committed. None of Keyes' identified victims were profiled on race or religion. And during interviews, there was no serious discussion about his vitriol towards people racially or otherwise, because he went into hours and hours of FBI and police interviews and nothing was said about race. So that there were, you know, it was just people who were prey for his hunting. Yeah. Um, depersoned or whatever. So these organizations are on the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Lawrence Southern Poverty Law Center, as I like to call it, a list of hate groups, along with the Westboro Baptist Church and the likes of those kind of crack. Like, the Christian Israel Covenant Church is on the SC, SPLC list of white supremacy terrorist organizations. Like, it's that's a heavy church to be in. And he's in two of them. His family was in two of the worst. Jesus, I mean, you do, you rarely have to double down on those things. Sure you don't. Like, you know. I think everybody who knows them, kill cunts, need to, be, <laughs> need to be watched at least some point on a list. Like, there's some, something was in that communion bread. Jesus Christ, I'd be, I'd be watching their fucking dog. Anything yeah. that they would be involved in like them sometimes you just even as if you know in in the in the world of agriculture or animal raising every so often husbandry husbandry exactly yeah. you'll find a bad bastard yoke that for one reason or another it is broken yeah it's be good for fucking nothing and unfortunately it's a drain on the rest of the fucking it has to go has to go and that in that sentiment is are the seeds of stuff like white supremacy. Yeah. Because there is some sort of biological imperative for survival. And it got, I think, wheedled into a, a religious text like the Bible. No more than, you know, it's not good to be eating uh, meat every day or don't eat pork or, like, don't, don't be eating shrimp. I think pigs wrote that into themselves <laughs> because pigs are pretty smart. I just mean, like, the Bible and most of its restrictions are not like holy edicts from God. Not at all. It's men writing that stuff in as like a kind of a small social control saying that God said this, not us. So you can't blame us or ask us to forgive you when you do it, but just don't do it so often because it's just not good for the body. 
And then these guys come along and they take that stuff out of it. Like, in the Bible it says, like, there's a bag hunt around. Just, like, don't let him fucking recreate himself. Don't let him at other people. Like, well, what I was kind of talking get, get was that, that they, they should have spotted the Kill Brothers early and chucking, we, weeded him out of the flock. But this one I'm saying, like, in the Bible's writings, there are things like, geez, if there's a cunt and he's acting the cunt the whole time, get him on, the, on his fucking bike. Get yeah. the fucker out. Yeah. But what, what happens is, cunts like the Kehoes and the Christian Israel Covenant Church take that and just apply it to Jews and black people. Yeah. And you're <laughs> right. like, oh, man, we wrote that bit for you guys to get out. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we know. We got it. We understand. It's the blacks and the Jews, right? And they're like, no, man. You guys need to fucking put Johnny's on, basically. Yeah, and like not see people. Stop and don't make, you Yeah, don't make more of each other. But you can do it in animal husbandry because they're animals. Yes. But you have to kind of fucking, you know, it's that thing of like, there are badens. Oh yeah, when I was growing up, I'm sure in Tipperary there was a few badens. Ah, there was of course, yeah. There's a couple of badens when we were growing up and they didn't get any more good in. No. Like, th- they're grown ass men now and they're still not great. Yeah, it is rare. It is rare, rare. Some lads will turn it around to get back in, get ba- back in line to a degree, like, but there's a fucking couple of wrongins out there that yeah. they could have been gilded anyway. Yes. Just squeezed f- squeeze just them off the squeeze and just so at age 20 then Israel Keyes joined the army and he was honourably discharged after four years serving from 1998 in Fort Lewis and Pierce Washington uh, he served in Fort Hood in Killeen Texas and then he went to Egypt in Africa uh, I don't know how many places like e- Egypt Oklahoma I don't know if there's a place like the other way they haven't fucking named all mad places Persistence, Wyoming. <laughs> For sure, there's an Egypt, fucking uh, yeah, Alabama. E- Guarantee yeah, e- it. Egypt, Tennessee. Um, I I live in denial, right next to Egypt, Alabama. Uh, he left the army then to go work for a Native American tribe. Believe it or believe it not, on the Maca Tribal Council in uh, I I I, know, I might be pronouncing this wrong. The Nia Bay in Washington, and he stayed working there till 2007. So for six years, he was working with a Native American tribe called the Maca tribe on their tribal council. Isn't that very odd for a fellow who came from a white supremacist background? Very odd. To go working with uh, native, the Native peoples. I I mean... It makes no goddamn sense. This is throwing my... Maybe, br- maybe, maybe it was his atonement for his early racial... Like, racially insensitive or racially destructive ba- background. Well, it would seem maybe he took... Maybe the racial side of things didn't stress him too much at all. But... The killing, murder, and being a bad cunt, that really fucking tickled his gicker, as you'd say yeah. yourself. But I'd, maybe race wasn't something that was motivated him in any way. I, it just I, was I'm, like so- an- analysts and examiners of his case would say it absolutely didn't. It might be something innocuous. But the vitriol like, of of that somebody upbringing. with low low ears might have freaked him yeah, out and go, yeah. "I have to get rid of that person." Yeah. Do you know there has to be some other trigger? Because a clear if you go working with Native Americans, you know, and taking fucking taking orders. Of big, yeah, big but, cheap running away, running water. Like, it was like vocational as well because he's working for the tribal council. Like they're doing stuff to improve the community. They're yeah. probably doing like building works. And he ended up uh, be, moving to Anchorage, Alaska, and becoming a carpenter and starting his own carpentry business and building everything from decks to fully fitted kitchens. So he's pretty qualified. I'm sure he was doing an awful lot of that, like repairing buildings around the, around the area for the Maca tribal council. Like, like, you know, I don't know if it's like. The Maca County Council that he was around leaning on the shovel, filling in holes in the road. I don't think it's kind of like that. I don't think you get too far with them lads. If you, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're breastfeeding was... the shovel up again in a ditch, like yeah. <laughs> They're lads. You have to go for your, for your parking tickets now. Oh, you were parked at uh, four p.m. <laughs> outside of uh, 
(laughs) Outside of Big Bear. (laughs) Big Bear's trading post. Uh, But yeah, so so like, I mean, obviously, look, maybe he was hedging his bets. Maybe he knew he was going to do a load of murders. And he's like, if I go work for these Native Americans, I'll look really cool. Maybe. I, I, Who the fuck knows? He might, he? Well, he was a man of the land, and if you do believe, aside from the bad cunt and stuff he was doing, but he, he was a man of the land and the forest and all the rest of it. I mean, if any, if you're going to hang out with anybody else who absolutely believes in nature, yeah, it would be the Native Americans. You know what I mean? Oh, so, for sure. I think it was so a, hol- may, a holistic kind of an existence. Maybe that was his vibe. Maybe he hadn't snapped yet. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? Maybe not. Maybe he hadn't. Maybe there was a twang in his fucking brain. Maybe he took a knock to the fucking head. Not excusing anything, but or giving mm. a reason behind it. But up until now, okay, he actually hung out with all these fucking psychopaths. But to end up, end up working with you know yeah. Indian folk in a wholesome enough environment, I don't think they were. You know, were, what the fuck were they at? But it sounds like he was working on to work on the council trying to improve the environment, the area. It sounds like a, a pretty vocational uh, type of an endeavor. I don't know, man. It's weird, isn't it? Like with an army background, he could have fallen into, you know, a couple of other jobs, like security, you know, like, there's, fuck me, this is making no sense up until now anyway. I, sure I, I don't think so. It really doesn't to me. Okay. Um, let's talk about his uh, his interviews with the police, maybe it'll give us a bit more insight, Tom, you can give us a little bit of that then. Yeah, so during his interviews with the Anchorage police, Keyes admitted to seeing the places he took the victims from at his hunting grounds. Yeah, this is back to catching small animals yeah. when he's being brought up. Yeah. Uh, was he reliving some sort of childhood fantasy scenario or being in the woods and these people were no more than animals to him? Yeah. He chose specific locations for his acquisitions like campgrounds, parks, cemeteries and other open secluded areas that where no one could see could have be, could have seen. The FBI claimed that there were 35 trips that he's made during the timeline of the murders between 2004 and 2012. That could have potentially led to more victims. They matched missing people in the area to the timeline of his travels. And with his MO and unwillingness to cooperate with the interviews, they would only presume. I mean, it's a lot of trips. It's a fellow who's very well prepared. And we'll see how prepared now yeah. in a few minutes. But like, very well prepared. A lot of trips and a lot of missing people. But just not in concrete the time together. Yeah, I mean, you know, was there a copycat? I. It would have been very coincidental for somebody else to be doing a bit of kidnapping and murdering around the same area around the same time it well every time the cunt came to town someone went missing every yeah. time every time he went somewhere someone that fitted the bill in some way disappeared and you're like it's too too coincidental yeah you know yeah and we're not talking about again this is not one of those serial killers from the 70s or 80s where you have to do those guesswork this is in like the 2000s yeah like which Facebook is that's kind of yeah, it's like, kind of bending my brain a small bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I said at the top of the show, man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's not a drop of comb or a pube or something somewhere. Like if you're good at being a serial killer, if you're like tidy, yeah, and plan and and meticulous, like really, like unfortunately, sorry for busting the bubble. Like there's not a whole lot the cops really can do. Like there's only so much they can magic up as far as evidence goes and. If you're if you're able to clean up, uh, you leave a drop of comb anywhere, you're done. But other than that, yeah, yeah, fucking easy, easy street, man. There you go. There are also presumptions that in that 2004 was not just his not for his first murder, and that he was testing defenses since he was in his late teens, especially given that he was close friends with the Kyo brothers. It wouldn't be a stretch that they came up with 
that they were uh, up to some you know, <laughs> gummo shit in the woods of Washington. Did you ever watch that movie, Gummo? No, but I know oh, of it. Yeah, 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 man. yeah. Trying to do like do up that that your man's sister had Down syndrome and they done her up like a doll with makeup oh, and all. Jesus. Oh fucking hell! Fucking rough watch. I'm sure they were up to that up to ah, that shit. Like fuck's sake! Mm. When you're that warped, you know it can be a it's not a it's not a hop skip and a jump to get to. Yeah. Uh, there's one, uh, there is one case from the hometown Stevens County of a 12-year-old girl with prosthetic legs who went missing in 1996 and presumed murder. And Keys could be the killer as the timeline MO match up. Yeah, and the Kehoe brothers were around. So the, the Kehoe brothers and Keys got together. This girl goes missing. Kehoe was 18 at the time. And the Kehoe brothers were 18 and 20. And the three bad cons that went on to be killers, including Keys, who was a... Serial killer, like, and this was exactly his MO. Girl yeah. goes missing. Like, for, like, you fucking look at that man for shizzle. That was him. That was, of course, like, because it's such you know, a rarity that somebody would do a whole pile of fucking robbing, and, uh, kidnapping, and murdering. You know, it is a yeah. rare thing. Thanks. Thank fuck. Yeah. It, it is. is a rare thing. So, yeah, during these interviews, he described the high he would get from the murders and how it gave him a rush where it gave him a, an adrenaline buzz. This is similar to loads of murders who were caught and interviewed and it's the old story of whatever makes the white stuff come out. For sure. <laughs> T-shirt, please. Yeah. <laughs> Underpants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the part that made the police sit up and listen was the fully self-aware way Keyes described the split personality. How no one knew the other side, only him. Jesus, I mean, did he have any birds, any girlfriends? You know? Apparently so, but I couldn't find, like, concrete evidence of it. But, like, some of the, the articles I was reading is, like, yeah, he had relationships and stuff. He wasn't, like, a fucking celibate. He wasn't, like, a balls-full angry kind of a man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Your yeah. balls would be full and long. I mean, you'd be fucking and raging. And he'd just be like, don't fucking come to cut you off in the supermarket. And you're like, I will fucking punch the bollocks off of you. Yeah. And then, like, you have a wank and you get calmed down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's like every think, animal on the planet. Of course, the like, way. these lads are fucking raping young ones. Of course, they're not getting the love or the touch of any yeah. anybody. <laughs> like, apparently he was fine with that. Like, he's not a bad-looking lad. Yeah. You and I were looking together. He looks an awful lot like Conor McDonough Flynn, to be fair. He does? Like, that kind of wild... He looks like a wild country man, like... Oh, like some girls are into that. Some girls are into yeah. that. Like, he's like one of the fucking... Uh, uh, one of the... Uh, I used the lover, I used the lover. Saw doctors. He's like one of the saw doctors going around the place. Yeah, he does have that kind of wild windswept look yeah. about him. But like he play, a, like he play, he play mean fiddle. Definitely, definitely. Or, or the accordion, accordion. button accordion. He'd be leaned over the button accordion, singing a kamalia, and there'd be some young one in the corner going, "Oh, Israel, oh Jesus, oh," and he'd be out at the dance, giving smoking the fags like that. Yeah, inside in the sure claw. That, yeah, so they can't, so they don't blow away the top of it. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. I, it's not racially motivated. It's not sexually motivated uh, in in the way that, like, he's yeah. without it. Is it a power thing? Is it, like, it seems, it's just um, almost inexplicable. And this is the thing that fucks me up, because I didn't hear about this story. And then you hear about it, and you go through the whole thing, as we have done systematically through loads of true crimes. You've heard them all. You've mm. been on a few of them. Not makes any sense, man. Like, some of these ones you look at, and it's like, that's the mother. Ed Camper job, fucking, Totally. How yes. how would you expect him not to be that? But this Israel Keys lad, I don't know. Like, I'm still seeing no through line here. It's like it makes normally, no fucking sense. normally build you know the story is building, but you were all on board. This I'm like, all right. So he claims there is, in his own words, there is no one who knows me or who has ever known me that knows anything about me. Really, that's fairly fucking 
closed the door definitive stuff about nobody knowing anything like was yeah. this darkness in him all the time like? he also sounds a bit like fucking Morrissey or something yeah know? that is a bit of a like, soppy old fucking there's line there's no one who knows me <laughs> or has ever known me or anything about me, really. <laughs> like it is a soppy old line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. nobody knows that I go through, man. Like, you listening don't know. to Radiohead and you shit. Don't like, know. yeah, on, yeah. Man, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, but what, it, but it, I, I think he's talking about like I'm able to totally live a normal life and then fully disassociate and become like, do you know um, what they used to say about Bundy uh, when he got the murder vibes that his eyes went totally black like a shark, and he went into this fucking. Translate state nearly yeah, like Yeah like, like the, the murder vibes man Get, Yeah the like old bloodlust is up Like you want to do a bit of murder Like I've never killed an animal mm. Or a person mm-hmm. Um, In fact I balked I remember one time I was working at a petrol station And there was a big fat rat The size of a cat Came up Dripping I was at the drain And I was trying to get into the shop That was attached to the thing And, and They were like Oh get the rat Get kill the rat and I got out a shovel and I was like, do you remember, do you ever hear the stories of the lads in World War Two or in the Vietnam War when they were sent out to shoot people and they really didn't want it, they were drafted and they'd shoot over people's heads? Yeah. So I did that with the shovel. I was like, made a big deal about drawing it over my head and I was going to bonk and I purposefully missed him and he got back down the drain and he went off and I was like, whispering down the drain like, good luck, like, have a nice life. Tell, so your, tell your kids about me. Like As you shove a sandwich down the drain after him. <laughs> <laughs> like five it's like fucking five, five goes west or some shit like live in America underneath that same big sky like poor bastard was head, yeah. he was hoping to come up in New York he landed in fucking Wexford it was like <laughs> I shouldn't have took that, that right turn at Albuquerque or whatever <laughs> But yeah, like I remember, like balking, and I couldn't kill it. Like I couldn't take a life, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's I, not. It's, I, it's it's not it's not an easy thing. And it shouldn't be taken lightly. Every single time, there's 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 that Native American moment where you you, you thank the animal animal for you. Do you have to honor? Yeah, the, the halal animal. vibes. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You have to. You have to. If you're a fucking psychopath, if you're cold, so cold inside that it does it means nothing to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now um, some you some lads can become desensitized to the moment, but. You still have to feel that pang like every time. You have. There's to, something like, goes on. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I still even I like to have spiders in the house because they take care of the flies. Yeah. Like fuck flies or whatever, but like if there was a spider ever caught in a bath, like I'd help him out. I'm like, yeah, you're cool, man. Like you do a you're a. Service. Why are they cooler than flies then? Uh, flies just get your food and you're annoying. All. See now, this is you separating races and fucking species. Like you know what I mean? This is a slippery slope. Flies are just as cool as fucking flies can fucking fly well, for starters. Not, it's not just because the flies are black, Tom. I'm just saying. Spiders are black too. I know. So it's like black on black crime and just letting it happen like the police or the government. But you're, but are you, are you, is this like an East Coast, West Coast 90s rapper thing where you're yeah, kind yeah. of, you're, you're with the Crips or the Bloods or whatever. And I think, I think the boys are pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> but I just think that the, like spiders and eating flies is like, that's the natural order. So like I would never go after a fly with a fly swatter. I'm like, well, you got in, you know, find what you can. Yeah, but if, if a dog took a shit in your front garden, it's going to be the flies are going to start it up, not the fucking, not the fucking spiders. Mm. I mean that's pretty fucking annoying if you're out fo- walking around with your kid and you're barefoot trying to ground yourself as we, we tend to do or we, I'm wanted to do in th- these days because I'm getting very woo woo and all of a sudden you step in a big old Labrador shite also as grounded as you can be there's a lot of electrolytes and yeah all sorts of stuff in it moisturiser on your foot if the, <laughs> if, the, if the flies hadn't dealt with that scenario I don't think the flies are dealing with it I think it's more like the rain 
and like I guess so but decomposition during the summer though for the three weeks that we get a summer here I know it's flies that are dealing with shite I'm just saying that uh, I find it very hard to take the life of even a spider okay I wouldn't even go after a fly with a fly swatter let's put it that way okay like if the fly okay, got, fair enough. if the fly got into the house I'm like I'm not going to get rid of it. You want to watch out for them spiders because we don't kill spiders in here. And also, I just cover all the food so there's no excuse for him to hang around. Yeah. But I wouldn't be going after him with fly spray and all that shit. I'm oh, like, no, 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 no. Fuck that. I, I'm not a murderer, is what I'm saying. Yes. Like, on the show, officially. I think you you actually, but, <laughs> if anything, you over-egged the pudding there a small bit there, Gordo. So, yeah. yeah, you could have just came out with, I, I hate the notion of murder. Oh, too much. And you this went. This is going to be read out in a fucking <laughs> deposition. And he said he wouldn't even hurt a fly. Um, but seriously, like, it is it is hard to take a life. And if you're if you're at this crack that um, the adrenaline buzz, the, the shark eyes for Bundy, like, killing those animals... Obviously, that's a slippery slope. You're you're getting it's it's like a smoke of fags or fucking yeah, you know, habitually wanking or like having like outside sex because you're like, oh, it's a buzz off, and then all of a sudden you can't have you can't have normally not normal, but you can't have like not exciting experiences of the things you're used to experiencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cunts get addicted to fucking uh, 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 hang gliding, and then and then the next thing you're jumping out of a plane with one of those suits that has wings on it, and you're flying on a mountain at eight hundred miles an hour, like terminal velocity yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. It's a slippery slope, you know, and um, I think Israel Keys got on that slope. That could be it and too. Like that shit at the bottom. Like I rarely, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's, it's a thing that tends to happen. Is like, oh, oh, that was nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's do it again. I wouldn't imagine if lads have like a ten-year plan for their career as a serial killer. Going well, what I'd like to do, I'd like to re. I'm, I, you know, where they, where they <laughs> I'd go. I'd like to take up where Bondi left off. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and and really hit those high notes. You know, where you, re, you know, you really want to succeed at being a serial. Killer. I, yeah. re, I'd imagine it is a dirty old slippery slope where lads get an old fucking goo for it. Going, oh, could I do that again? But the disassociation here would lead me and. Most of the conspiracy people would know the history of something like MK Ultra, where mm. if you're sexually assaulted as a young person or a young child, there is some kind of disassociative like uh, rift in your psyche where you will go to that other place when it's happening, and then you're able to get back to that and they use that for mind control and for other types of things. But it 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 um, triggers stuff like disassociative identity disorder or multiple personality stuff. Um, there's also like disassociation through trauma that isn't sexual, like mm. continual. Um, continual like depression, trauma. You end up trying to go to that other place where you're in work, and you're like, "Hi, how you doing?" And then you switch off that person, and when you go home, you're like, "All around me are familiar faces." <laughs> like, and people do that shit. Like, I'm thinking maybe Keys is he knows it's wrong, and he just has to switch into that okay, yeah, other person. Yeah, yeah, so when yeah. he's at home, like I didn't want to give give the spoilers. He has like a family or whatever. And uh, he has to obviously be a family man, be able to enjoy that and not have the fucking haunting images of the people that he fucking raped and then killed and then chopped up in bits as he's like, I don't know, watching reruns of Friends. I'll be there for you. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like laughing at chat, like, could I be any more of a serial killer? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, that shit is hard to fucking have hanging around in your head. So obviously you have to fucking put that away in a, yeah, switch. a certain drawer someplace. Yeah. like. Do you know? That's that's a valid point. Yeah, so I, I like that. I mean, he said it out loud that, like, as you did it with the Morrissey impression. Yeah, nobody really knew him, um, and that anyone they ask will tell you something that he doesn't line up with anything I tell you, because I'm two different people. Basically, the only person who knows about what I'm telling you, the kind of things I'm telling you, is me. He's really like hammering it in. Fuck, he did. Yeah, no yeah. Matter who you ask, they'll all say I'm a lovely man, but I'm actually a cunt, and only I know that I'm a cunt. 
there is a bit of a protest too much kind of vibe about yeah, that too. Yeah, that's I, I think he's writing his own legendary biography there in that. Well, um, is that what he wants? I don't know. Is the motivation to be famous as a famous serial killer, which it is for some people, is this yeah. what this is? I don't know. Uh, this deeply hidden and secretive part of his personality and loads of his actions, life and time were really meticulously hidden, which makes no sense as to why he would go around using the victim's ATM card. Yeah. Yeah. When That's I, how we got lamped. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute, but it seems so fucking sloppy. sloppy. Bizarrely sloppy. Like. Sloppy to fuck, man. Jesus, I mean, in that day and age, it'd be one thing if they if it was back in, you know, the early 90s where with a credit card, you go chunk, chunk, yeah. way across with the thing. Remember them shits with the fuck is Mental, the, where they take a, a the carbon a, paper and a, all an impression shit. of it. And, yeah. you know, some smart detectives managed to pick up on it because nobody knew you could. But by 2000, like, everybody knew you could trace fucking credit yeah. cards, ATM cards. Everybody the, knew you in could. In the moment. You could do it in the moment. Like the bank, it goes like beep, beep, and the bank... <laughs> notifies the owner for, through an app on their phone going come here someone's trying to use your phone in another state wouldn't, or your card in another state what's the crack like if he, if he was desperate for cash would you not just that one time take as much cash out as you can well, ditch the card more we'll talk about that in right, a minute, but this right, is right. the crack so Tom I want you to tell me and if there was ever a man that didn't know how to put together a murder kit <laughs> at least at least some kind of preparedness it'd be uh, Johnny from Disaster Artists podcast okay it'd be Shane Brown who has also been on the show a bunch, yeah. who is a very prepared man, or it would be you, some okay. kind of a woodsman, a tipperary woodsman. This this lad put together what was called murder kits. Can you tell us more about that, please? I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Keyes was meticulous when it, uh, I mean, that, it comes from, the, I guess, the military background. I, I you know 100% I mean? agree. Uh, of course, being the meticulous side of things, uh, one of his very unique traits was to that to leave what he called murder kits various hidden locations all over the country. These were made up from watertight bucket and inside that he had essentials one would need to initiate, execute and clean up a murder. In his travels across the country, Keyes would make up and leave these bur- kits buried, sometimes for years at a time. And then when a victim was chosen at a convenient time, instead of having to acquire the weapons and make plans, etc., he would just hit up his murder kit and it all there for him. Now, I mean, if you were making a murder Jesus. kit, I wanted to know, technically like that, yeah, that should make sense. But would you, like, bury in a, a bucket in the ground? Mm. It's not going to be 100% waterproof, even if it's plastic or sealed or if it had a bit of fucking, I don't know, silicone around the, 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 the lip or the rim or whatever. It's still not going to be 100%. Like, that plastic is going to have some sort of seepage at some point. There's a... I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, unless you can actually get a vacuum on it and actually seal it like welded shot you know yeah. but then what's he putting in the kit that's going to degrade with moisture money uh, guns yeah. like metal um, yeah yeah I mean that's it If you, but if you you know if you've got a stainless steel gun yeah. you know you've got a stainless steel knife you know what is there going to be much corrosion no i just seen like you know like say Walt in Breaking Bad bury his money in, in these barrels yeah. it was in the desert so there's no moisture getting in there's no like the most of this is cold. Like well, they said nothing... they said that about uh, Pablo Escobar. Like the mm. people still go looking for the billions of cash that's buried. But like agents have said, there is almost there is absolutely no point in going looking for it because it'll be all rotted. Yeah, Do you know, it'll be all de- degraded as a result of the moisture in the ground. Like because yeah. unless you buried have, in the fucking jungle, like yeah, the pissiest wet place after Ireland. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. there's, but there's next to no point. But also the only like if you're just sealing it in an old sealed bucket. And you're hoping it stays dry. I wouldn't be 
you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be banking on just an old plastic but paint bucket to keep your whatever you want to stay dry. You know that kind yeah, of way. I think like, I think that's what uh, uh, the, the pictures that I found. It looked like it was like a like a kind of a paint bucket or, or a, like a um, what's that stuff you you use for doing the doing the plasterboard. Oh, like skim coat. Yeah, skim coat. And skim yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like the f- f- thirty liter thirty liter buckets, like tall. Red and they had that seal that was like real thick, like crunk crunk all the yeah. way around. I mean, you get a fair bit of seal on it. You know what I mean? So the buckets of skim skim guard or whatever, like they're you know thirty forty liters mm. that the ching chong 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 around the top. Not that they're they're not made in China, and but I just mean that they, they have a seal that's like pretty robust, like seal on top. And they're I, good enough though. They're good. I don't know, man. No, they're good enough, Gordo. They are. They're you know they're a good choice of stuff. You want to yeah. keep it. You know they're. Like, did you hear about these, you know, the, the, the schools put together, like, Blue Peter or some shit, puts together a fucking time, time capsule, capsule or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. Put it in. Like, this lad's burying this thing. It's went two, three years sitting in the ground or it's sitting in some kind of cave. Those ones that were under rocks, kind of secreted away. Mm. Some of them were buried in pretty shallow ground, but, like, I don't know, man. If there was any kind of moisture at all, sitting in moisture... Like the plastic bucket wouldn't seep at all, no. Like it's it's hard. No, to you know. can get good ones. You can yeah. get good ones that'll have a gasket on the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just for that scenario, like well, not just for that fucking scenario. That would be well, a niche bucket brand. Yeah, you're keeping your you're, murder buckets. But <laughs> That's the name, man. This <laughs> episode is brought to you by murder buckets. <laughs> Do you need a kit and you don't want to go to from store to store buying all your murder paraphernalia all in one bucket? <laughs> Delivered right to your home. Some of them are good. No, some of them are good. Like you murder can. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Never waste any of your you, murder paraphernalia. Do you find yourself throwing away a lot of your murder paraphernalia after your murders? Uh, uh, you know the. Gr- do you we know the, send you only just what you need. Do you know the <laughs> sepia? Do you know the sepia thing they have of people doing? Are you trying to power wash your garden? And all of a sudden, this guy, this guy's bashing himself in the head with the thing, and then all of a sudden, he knows how to use yeah. it. And it's colored. Same with the knife. Do you find your knives, knife handles, are quite slippy from moisture over the years of sitting in a bucket? Tried and this guy's just dropping his knife, yeah, flopping yeah. out of his hand, and then it changes to a beautiful like, color. He's in black and white, and he puts his hand up to his head like, oh. "I'm such a goofball." And a big red X, like, <laughs> murder buckets. Never. <laughs> we only send you what you need to complete your murder. Just throwing his stuff in a hole in the ground, right to your door. I don't know. <laughs> just having like a like a an arm that's severed, and it's like. Waving the hand around Going like How am I going to decompose this Just like You get If you order now You get two bottles Of free Drano And 40 foot of rope And an alibi <laughs> An alibi in every bucket uh, yeah. yeah man Murder buckets it's, it's a fucking weird thing Like you'd see those fucking uh, I mean if it, it's Time a- capsules And they pull up the time capsule And all the pictures are in bits And all this stuff So surely like Israel Keys can find buckets that'll hold the shit for two years, and Blue Peter can't. Like it's just, it just doesn't make. Like I don't know how I would it's not, possible. That I would, no, the I stuff would, would remain. Uh, it, it, if you were, if you went the right way about, and also Blue Peter putting pictures in, I don't know if he's putting, if he's just putting solid metal in there and stuff like that. It's not, yeah, and it, metal rope money. If they're brand new buckets too, so they don't have a lot of moisture in them to start yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, you can... The stuff that came in them originally, obviously, like, this stuff is, like, uh, putty, and when it gets exposed to the air, uh, it hardens. So, yeah. like, the, the manufacturer would obviously want the buckets to be, uh, you know, to have that function of, if you open it and you only used half, that you can mm. still put it on the shelf. There could be, like, a couple of hundred bucks for this fucking stuff to, to use in buildings. 
obviously you're not going to keep it for six months if you're a builder and you're not using a bucket of skin gear for it's, it's, every six months. But like it, it, it's made to keep the stuff. Were his out, buckets so possibly like were they secondhand used from other ones? I, I, or they, or I they brand because you can buy yeah. brand new ones and seal them yourself. I was you presuming know, yeah. the brand new ones, but like he's traveling all over the country making fucking making murder kits. So like. How is he? Surely someone's going to know. Like he's going into a hardware store, he's buying a bucket. He's going into a fucking, going to some gun show, and he's buying a gun like without any documentation. He's going into like a hunting store, and he's getting knives. Like he's going all over, getting these like collecting this stuff together, and then so he doesn't have to bring it on a plane if he wants to travel from Anchorage, Alaska, to like Chicago. He wants to. Be, it's just such a fucking really meticulous. Well planned, unbelievably meticulous, and 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 also too, he's probably buying him with a lovely personality. Hey, how's it going? Can I have a look at your knives? Yeah. Oh, what? Do you know what the wife would love that one? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. He, he's selling it. Like, I would imagine, but also not being too friendly, so that the fucking yes, uh, this shopkeeper, the attendant, would remember him if they were asked. Like, we saw this guy, and he was here, and he bought, and he see on the CCTV. Yeah, I remember that guy. He was really nice. Like. Jesus, yeah. Didn't even think of that. I'd be ridiculously bad at this. I'd, I'd go in going like Ronald McDonald. Like, hey. <laughs> Hi, guys. Can I see your guns? <laughs> Can I f- if I file a serial number off this, like, I don't anybody care. Is it a big deal? <laughs> so his usual method, and this was something that kept any links to him from being uh, found or any kind of trail being possible from, from law enforcement, was to fly to a location that was far from where the intent he intended to kill and then rent a car. Then he would drive this car, sometimes hundreds of miles to another city, another town, pick up one of his many murder kits left behind after he had chosen a victim. He often picked the victims near parks, cemeteries and and at boat docks at night. If he was going to the house, uh, going for a house, he would pick one with an attached garage that had no car in the driveway and usually had no kids or no dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, well, now that you say that, now it's kind of textbook, but, like, meticulous is the, is the word. Jesus Christ, he yeah. did have a checklist for... For sure. For where he wasn't going and where he was, he was going, it, you know what I mean? That's why he was so successful for so long. And I, I like you that at the end because, like, I still think using a fucking ATM card like that is silly goose. Uh, I, yeah. Silly yeah, goose when material. you're putting in that kind of effort. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. So one of the other crimes he confessed to while in custody and being interviewed by Anchorage police was the murders of Bill and Lorraine Courier. Keys flew into Chicago, then rented a car and then drove the car to Vermont, which is over 930 miles or 1,500 kilometres or over 14 hours of driving. Keys paid for everything with cash and was well equipped with supplies and paid for gas at, at little gas stations, not ones with cameras or digital transactions. On the evening of June 8th, they had were reported missing from their home in Essex, Vermont, and their bodies have never been found. In his interviews, he described how he committed what he called a blitz attack. It's a very, very military thing to say. A blitz yeah, yeah. attack. That was his name for it. Yeah. In, in yeah. Attack and came dressed all in black, head to toe, or sorry, dressed all in black with a headlamp and forced them at gunpoint into their own car and drive them to an abandoned house he had scouted out beforehand. Jesus. So somebody had gone on holidays and like he was that, like that to me sounds like the only motivation behind that would be revenge. Like that's almost like a revenge thing. I'm gonna get them cons and I'm gonna you know, like they are like a very, very well planned like that's, that's like so week, much weekend fuck party it. or weekend we like do you ever have a really complicated wank? No. T- Actually, no. Sometimes sometimes I've gone through 
like you know the stars have to align and all this you know like if you're in a house and it has like three or four people living in it and you have, if you're saying you're student accommodation oh sorry and you sorry have to wait, I, like, I thought you meant mentally like couldn't get there with it oh, oh so, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 like oh, using pulleys and levers you fucking and joke me complicated wank I talk about teenage years yeah yeah and you have to wait for every she, you know brothers and five and, and five I, kids in the family and all that stuff you Climb a tree, whatever's needed, to find some fucking alone time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like fucking War of the Roses or something. War of the Buttons. War of the Buttons. Yeah, like yeah. whatever you got to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like a complicated wank, you have to wait for all the stars to align. So you make your you make your own destiny yeah. as it comes to it, right? And he's just basically like, right, I'd love to fucking, I'd love to rape somebody. And if it turns into a murder, sure, all, all the better. Right, there's a house there. Whoever I get, I'm going to be bringing it back to that house. But I can't want to bring him too far. So how does someone that lives near around the area? Okay, well, there is one house around the area that has a garage. No kids, no dogs. Mm. Yeah, the woman's of of age. The husband looks like he might put up a fight, but I can handle him. Like, all of these parameters, you have to go analyse the whole situation. Like, And he went into the couriers and took them to the other house in their own car. And you're like... The love of fuck. Like, there's so much, so much decision making, but meticulously planned and all. Yeah, the blitz attack is meticulous. Uh, getting the people in to the car, getting them brought over to the abandoned house, meticulous. Like, it's all so very over the top, it's and not not like a, I think you uh, like a murderer you would think of. It very much reminds me Tom, of the Golden State Killer because he used to fucking. Scout the places out, but it was a very small, uh, localized area. Yeah, and it turned yeah, out yeah, he yeah. was a cop, an ex-cop who lived in the area, and he walked the pl- pl- and he knew the knew the, the area from when he was a cop, so he knew all the neighbors, knew all the people all around, but he would like sneak around the windows and watch the people in in inside the house at night time and stuff like that, or uh, he, even sometimes he would break into the fucking house when they were away and move shit around to fuck with their heads and put like laces under the sofa cushions. And then when he was in the house committing the attack, he just lifted up the sofa cushions and pulled the laces out. And he, he, he used to love seeing the surprise face, like, oh my God, were they there the whole time? Have I been picked for ages? He was like, yeah, here we go. Like, Keyes is doing the opposite of that. This is like improv murder, where he's in a, a strange town. He doesn't know, like, the, you know, the response times of the police. He doesn't know where he is. If he had to get out, like, if someone interrupted and you had to jump in the car and drive... Like, if you're in a strange town, you don't know what road leads onto what road. You don't know where you're going to get stuck. If you're in your own place and you're comfortable with the place you are, you know the shortcuts, you know the fucking bits and bobs. Do, do, like do we know what branch the... Was it the army he went into? Army, yeah. Do we know what branch he ended up in? I don't know. Because this the, is some ranger sounding shit. It's the f- f- 501st. Like this, so, I don't know if it was airborne, but... um, he Like, this... this To all, all excluding the fact that there was innocent people and they ended up being murdered... Everything else here sounds like special ops. A special ops yeah. seal grab. You know what I mean? It sounds it like special training kind of stuff. I don't know if he was in special training. I don't know. It didn't uh, didn't specify. And I'm sure you know if he's staying in the forts, it's probably not like something crazy. But he did go to Egypt. I don't know. Yeah, special ops. I don't think. But like the fact that it was so organised and, yeah. and thought out but at the same time still ver- like so many variables could have went wrong like he's in a different town he's in an abandoned house what happens if it's a fucking home alone situation yeah. and there's like a small kid there and he starts throwing paint cans on ropes over the fucking stairs get or, an iron in the face like that's a fucking that's ho- like that's a home alone sequel I'd watch yeah do you know yeah where Israel Keys 
gets Goes fucked up like it. Kevin McCall- yeah, like that's. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the fucking abandoned house, grabbing the people up. He's watching them for a while. Must be, but not long enough because he's only he's only a few days out of his own hometown. He's not in his hometown. So that's the thing. So how long would jo- Joseph James D'Angelo be looking at people? Weeks, possibly months. He'd eye somebody and be like, "I'll come back to you." And in a couple of weeks, he comes back and looks. Not tonight. A couple of weeks, uh, not tonight. Like this lad is in in Chicago, flies into Chicago, drives to Vermont. Like, how long is he going to be staying in Vermont? How many days? How many nights? He has, like, 24, 48 hours. Plus the fact the cunt has to get back to Anchorage, Alaska to go to work. So, like... Fuck yeah. And do it, you know what I mean? Like, he's c- c- cross-country. So this shit must be, like, quick, like, as there well. There is so many fucking variables. Isn't it mad? Jesus Christ. Like, like what a fucking Agnes from next door calls in to drop off a fucking bit of Tupperware. Or somebody sees a car, a strange car in the driveway, calls the cops, and the next thing, he's fucking in the middle of rape, and, and it's like, whoop, whoop, outside. He's like, Ugh! he has to jump out, get in the car. Viking splash goes by. <laughs> he has to jump out, and he's on a chase through Vermont on streets in the dark that he doesn't know, with a half a horn and a fucking, a whole a whole bunch of evidence that he's left back in the house that he's worried about stressing out, like, are the cops going to... Never happened. Like, it's it's so, Jesus, so risky. That's weird. For on every level... So, Someone who's so prepared, it was also so, so risky. Like, really crazy. So he usually waited for his victims to be in remote locations before striking. I would dispose of the bodies uh, with Drano or similar corrosive substances, which he kept in the kits. In interviews, he said he was uh, that he liked to make sure that if the bodies were found quickly, that the Drano bleach would remove any DNA that would help the decomposition. There were also, uh, there were also military shovels, rope, duct tape, tape, ammo and guns and wads of cash kept in these buckets. Some of these were have been found but a very small number and there are thought to be dozens of them still out in the wild somewhere. Kits have been used and, uh, used and found in Alaska, Washington, Texas, Arizona, New York and Wyoming. Do you know, like, it's fucking mad. It's fucking queer. Like, if you're, do you know, metal detecting clubs go out on <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning they find this fucking thing. I was like. listening to some podcast and a fellow was saying, like, how do you find these, how do they find the bodies, how do, like, usually these bodies are found disposed of in out in the wilderness by people uh, or these murder kits by bottle collectors. Oh sure, of course, you get a, a, a couple of cents. Yeah, 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 if yeah, you're, yeah. If you're yeah. a hiker or if you're, a, a, you know, a, like a, a, a rambler or a, a runner, early morning runner. They're always, always like, catching. The runner found the body. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah, apparently bottle collectors are people who are down by the side, by the banks of rivers looking for like rare and old like bottles for their oh, sorry, yeah, bottle I, caps and yes, stuff like that. that makes sense. And they're yeah, turning yeah. over the ground and then the next thing there's like, uh, you know, a finger with a fucking wedding ring on it and they're like, oh shit, like they're the, they're the guys who find loads of them. Right. I do think though that um, Drano and the DNA, like washing the DNA off with bleach, like that's his, that's his uh, preemptive mind oh, yeah. there working. The fact that he would go all the way to do that, but then leave all so much else up to chance, is Jeez. is bonkers to me. Like he's obviously kitted up to go into the house. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's got. Oh no, he wears a full black job. Yeah, woolly hat, rubber mask. He has a fucking uh, a lamp on the top of the head on a band. You know those fucking even down to the simple thing like like I took my gunpoint. What's to stop one of them screaming the fucking house down that the neighbors hear? You know what I mean? How do you know that they don't have an alarm by the side of the fucking bed? Silent alarm job, How yeah. do you know that fucking yeah. owl, what's her name, didn't keep a fucking small little sidearm in the fucking Sat- locker? Saturday night special inside in the in the garter belt. You know what I mean? Put one under his fucking chin. Like how, yeah. for all the other sides of it, 
of the meticulous, as you said, and then he he leaves that much to chance. Yeah, the humanity of it is that much. Maybe that's where the rush was. That's where he got the fucking the white stuff came out. Yeah, yeah, crazy okay. man. He kidnapped the courier uh, when he kidnapped the couriers and brought them to the abandoned house. He tied Bill up first, and Lorraine almost got away. She ran and Keys chased her, beating her mercilessly. Jesus. <laughs> Before tying her up and retying Bill. Bill was tied to a stool and kept fighting, though, as Keys repeatedly raped his wife and the bedroom of the, ho- of the home and managed to get out of the restraints a few times. Ultimately, Bill Courier was one of the only victims he actually shot dead after striking him with a shovel a few times. The rest were strangled and stabbed to death after multiple rapes and at least some time incarcerated or incarcerated by keys. Yeah, he, he, he like even though he was putting <sighs> these people into this situation by gunpoint, he never actually murdered anyone with a shot with a shot from a gun. It's too fast. Yeah. It was always a strangulation or um like choking with his hands or strangulation from behind with a rope. It was never a, a gunshot. But yeah. Bill was obviously pushing back too hard. Uh yeah, no, Keyes said that pissed him off because he lost control. There's a specific way I want things done. I want to have a whole thing planned out. I have everything I need to do it. The murder kit was used, he used with the couriers, he admitted, to reburying in uh, Parishville, New York, and it was found and used as evidence. Yeah, so the spent murder kit he reburied. He replenished it with whatever. And would obviously go back later on to replenish it with whatever was missing, like a rope it was missing or something. He had to cut like a new roll of tape or a new bit of this or that. And he took the cash out of it to get back to... Alaska and pay for the pay for the gas all the way. So it was like everything was being replenished as he went around. So the murder kits were being dug up and put back. When he was caught, then he obviously confessed and said, "I killed those two people, and the murder kit for that is there." But still, I can't get over the dichotomy of the meticulousness of the preparation and the improvisation around. The yeah, the loosey goosey bit at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Uh, this was strange, and to law enforcement, they couldn't figure out why this was either. Some armchair investigators and gun experts say that possibly the guns he was burying in his murder kits uh, had become unusable and damp, cold, or some damage from being buried. That's why he never shot anybody with the murders, because the guns were actually all all jammed up. You know the way they get the gun grease, and then the gun grease would like... Free solid with it being in the ground, like they're not taken care of. They're not clean. You have to clean the gun every so often. Well, let's say he's he he has a. I mean, he's he's gonna cycle the gun a few a couple of times just to check. Surely, a bit of Jesus that this yoke is working. But may, maybe you're right. But I I I don't. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put an awful lot of weight on the dampness of a bucket. I really wouldn't. I guarantee you. Do you think all those guns were operational? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I he was do, just yeah, he was I just do, choosing yeah. to strangle rather than. Sure, I mean. Like, like a gun would be an expensive enough thing to buy, especially handguns and stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to gun shows and you're buying handguns. So you're talking like 350 to 800 bucks minimum. Well, also, who's to say he kept... Did he say he kept a gun in the bucket because... There's guns in all the buckets. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Oh, in all the buckets, fair and enough. Because in like a lot of, lot of part, you know, a lot of America, you can, if you have a license for a gun, you can keep it. Keep it on you. You're not going to weigh But he didn't want any... That's the whole point of the bucket. Yeah, 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 that he didn't yeah. want any trace. And if he kept it on him, True. he'd be getting on a plane from Anchorage to Chicago. He'd yes. have to check the gun or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah, take yeah, a gun yeah. on a plane. So he had to have a gun at the, at the destination he was going to. That was the whole yes, point. If he had cash, yeah. he'd have to declare it. If he had a knife, he'd have to declare it. Like, he wasn't, like, with... with Somebody like the Golden State Killer, he's going around California. With someone like Bundy, he was going around Florida or he was going around Washington. With somebody like uh, Kaczynski, like he was moving from Colorado, uh, uh, going on the bus because he didn't have to get on a plane. 
and he had a little package that he would post then in, I don't know, Arizona to be sent to somewhere in California. Mm. And then he'd get the bus back to Colorado. Like, the tr- the tracing of the weapon was the thing that he wanted to get rid of with these murder kits. I mean, who's to say he didn't have it in uh, you know, a Ziploc bag? That would buy you a lot of fucking moisture. Possibly, you know, you know possibly, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you like he's a, he's an army man. I don't know much about guns, so like burying a gun would the cold and a small bit of damp be enough to make it unusable? I, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Right. Like, on, I mean, you're talking about like what are you talking about? You're talking about the actual metal de- decomposing. No, like it wouldn't. Like the be, barrel becoming. You have that thing. Well, like they call it bluing, is to okay. well oil a piece of metal. You'd be all right. Again, if it was a stainless steel gun, if you made it his business to buy stainless steel guns, for the most part, it'd be fine. They're simplistic enough things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I w- not going to corrode or... No, I mean, it's not like you're using fucking gunpowder powder stuffing a fucking... You yeah. Know, you know, it's like... But, but taking a gun and burying it for two years, like, if you're not taking care of it, is that going to ruin it? Enough no. to make it not work? I don't... I really don't think so, no. I, I'm Good. not... I'm not really buying that too much. Like You're, I, I wouldn't know. You're the man. Do you know? I, I so, know like, uh, yeah. I but, mean, but then, <laughs> then it, it worked enough in, to fucking kill poor old Bill. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Down, like, it comes into a matter of psychology. Then, like, why did he not use the guns? Because he kind of probably enjoyed doing the choking. Oh, for sure. Mm. So some of that, yeah, some like that 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 they, that they wouldn't work correctly and fire rounds that would be uh, intimidated enough to be to a victim to to have his way. Like he, he had was, a gun. That's yeah. enough. And it is. They wouldn't even have to fire. It's just like I have a gun in my hand. Sure, people I'm have held up banks with fucking far less and a banana in the pocket. Yeah, finger in your jacket. Pocket, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was stealing guns from neighbors in the mountain home in Washington, and was adept at gun handling from the time he uh, and his stint in the army. So we'd obviously know this is not a way to maintain a gun. Fu- yeah. Again, I think he he got that covered. I think he would have known. Sure. I mean, you're taught, you know. You're, you live with your gun pretty mm. much in mm. the army at the same and on top of that he would have been ta- taught gun care really it's it's yeah, 100% it's mud and stuff like that gunking up the, the slide right that's really where you're going to get and that can be cleaned it can be cleaned and it's, it ain't going to gunk up anything if it's in a contained unit do you know what I mean if the bucket mm. is a decent bucket nothing's really getting in there for the most part not enough to yeah. I think like it's not like it's sitting in a pond of piss inside in the fucking thing. Like, well, he was a he was a pretty high functioning burglar. Like he was getting in and getting out. So he's probably going into people's houses and and robbing their guns off them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Up yeah. The buckets, yeah. He's yeah. not buying them at all. Yeah, that's that's a valid point. Yeah. yeah. Whipping their yeah. I couldn't find out about how he got the guns or how he got the knives or how he got. So sure, surely, so, surely he's going into places and just stealing them. Sure, look. Like he's I, going around robbing banks. So it's, it's not a it's not a far stretch that he's like I mean, breaking let, into a. Let's be honest. It's America. You hardly have to. It hardly has to be in a story. Yeah, it's not. It's not critical to any story. How did you get the gun? gun. Uh, there's a <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. tree with guns growing on it over there. <laughs> like literally, there is more guns than there are people. I couldn't help. I tripped over two guns on the way here. <laughs> fucking hell! I had a gun for breakfast. I ate a gun. In fact, I've named my son Gun. That's what I like. It's Is Gun and Israel Keys, the two brothers. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Well, the thing that got him lamped, the thing that got him caught rotten, uh, Keyes always varied his choice of victim in an effort to throw the cops off the scent and to make it impossible for the FBI to make a profile on his movements or associate his victims' locations. And this is pretty clever because it shows a decent knowledge of the true crime bullshit, as he calls it, that was becoming popular on TV and in some podcasts at the time. But this is 2012 and before serial and true crime, kind of the boom in podcasting mm. and the documentaries. So he was obviously well-versed in... FBI techniques of the time and with very high profile cases like the Unabomber and Bundy etc making really 
high profile public headlines on how the FBI coordinates across state lines. He was extra careful not to be caught with this extra money or weapons traveling back and over. Hence the murder case. Mm. So he knew his he knew his fucking limitations. But on the February twelfth, two thousand and twelve, and again, this is a whole whole ra- like raft of information here that makes no motherfucking goddamn sense. Right. As to such a meticulous man who would then take crazy chances by bringing a couple to an abandoned house and doing that. Like with all the murder kids and the travel and the fucking cash and the keeping off, keeping off the grid and the keep... If you look at it for what it is, right, where's the exciting part? It's obviously the strangling of people. Yeah. So he doesn't want anything wrong in the build up to that. But then he wants... It's almost like you do all the rehearsals for your stage show. And then when it happens, when it's the it, audience when is you, there, yeah. And it's, the, it's the, the enjoyment of being on stage, as we all know, is the... Deep down is the the not knowing is it really going to work. This could go horribly wrong. Like you wouldn't dare go out and perform the same way in a rehearsal uh, to a live audience mm. as you would in rehearsal. You won't have a director going, ah, well, sorry guys, we're, we need to stop it there. Go back and do that again there, yeah, Gordo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. You have so, one chance. So he, he covers, he basically dots all his I's and crosses all his T's to make sure that showtime is as fucking close to being perfect. Yeah. But it ain't fucking showtime if he's got a meticulously st- staged through, step through the ca- the capture and the... Like practicing for martial arts, like you do all the moves, you do all your yeah. forms, you do all your, you know... Exactly. But then during the fight, anything can happen yes. and you just have to be ready for anything. And I think maybe, maybe you didn't see enough action in the army. Do you know, maybe you got yeah. stationed in a fucking, uh, an, emba- an embassy in Egypt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he wanted that, he wanted to see, get as they said in Vietnam, I want to get into the shit. I, I, I would imagine a few lads join the police or join the army or join, you know, organisations like that to get that buzz. But mm. on the rare occasion, on the rare occasion, I'm saying that's a bit... <laughs> police only join and just kick shit out of black lads or whatever. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he spent a lot of time in the forts. He wasn't really in the shit. Mm. Was there much shit going on in 2006? I suppose Afghanistan. Afghanistan maybe, was fucking hot. Yeah, he didn't get it. Uh, well, on February 12, 2012, Keyes approached a coffee booth in Anchorage, Alaska, and he asked the attendant, Samantha Koenig, to make him a coffee. It was not a funny name to have for working in a coffee shop. Oh, that's Keurig. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to... I was thinking of the wrong one. Yeah. Poor old Samantha. CCTV footage shows her beginning to make the coffee, and then suddenly she takes a, takes a step back with her hands raised up to her shoulders like this. She quickly, after some instruction, turns off the lights in the container cabin that was the coffee stop. And then Keyes clambers in through the booth window. He puts a gun to her back and he leads her from behind out of the booth across a large car park, avoiding CCTV cameras outside to his waiting car. There's no view of him or where he went that was found for ages after she went missing. But a business across the street eventually found some footage and then the cops were able to zoom in on a white pickup truck that she was put in and driven away. But for a long time, they hadn't got a... F- she was just... Some dark figure comes in. He was clever enough to tell her to turn off the lights. Got in. He was all masked up, as he was with his um, bank robbery set up. Yeah. Got her out. Brought her the way around the car park so that he'd stay away from the CCTV. And his car was parked ages away, right on the edge of where the the, the, the camera was seen, like just, just out of frame. Fuck, he, so must, he, he must have put a bit of effort into this. I mean, how long has he planned on it? I don't know. Did he go in for coffee and go, ooh, I'm going back there? Like, you never fucking know. Like, it's so unknowable. Um, most of the times, like, you know, when you're talking about, like, John Wayne Gacy and you know that the, the intimate details of the crime, it's because yeah. the cunts are interviewing in, in prison later on and going, and then I did this, and then I did that. And you're like, you, you go on, you dirty cunt. Yeah, go on, yeah, tell us, yeah. Just to know 
so that the FBI can write down these profiles yeah, yeah, and things yeah. and all. This lad, we'll find out now what he did, but he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't up for this. He took this girl, put her in the car, and uh, they weren't able to, to find a car for ages until uh, this CCTV footage was found from the business across the road. And uh, they, they found that it was a white pickup truck, and then they aged this truck from the footage between 2001 and 2007. And then the model they found and went looking for all the white pickup trucks in the area. And they thought, oh, we have the lead now, but there was no luck finding either of them. So Keyes was always trying to perpetuate this lifestyle, and he, he, he was known to rob banks. He would put on a mask and sunglasses and rob a small local bank, usually in the daytime and a day or two after he had committed a murder. In and around the same place, but not in the same town, obviously, because, you know, you'd be, there's a murder happening then, too, or there's a girl disappearing, <laughs> and two days later, the bank gets robbed. Hmm. So maybe it was just trying to keep the buzz going, you know, when you're finished the gig, yeah, you come home, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, well, I do have a few cans, and go yeah. out, you go out in the night out. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, he was just trying to keep the buzz, and ended up robbing the bank, but handily enough, it was cash money that he would put into the murder kits all around the area to perpetuate this kind of lifestyle. So now... There's a bunch of CCTV images of what's suspected to be Keys robbing banks after he after he was caught in 2012. They went looking, going, "Huh, let's correlate these towns where you know women went missing." And then looks so there's a few little kind of stills yes, of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, CCTV where they think this is probably Keys, um, but they can't prove anything, which is the cunning thing, you know. So he needed money to fund these excursions of murder, flying here and there and everywhere, obviously paying in cash, and he couldn't use his own money or wages. Because the depleting money in his bank accounts would trigger law enforcement to ask questions and demand receipts going like, here, there's 1,100 bucks gone out of your account. Like, where, what did you spend that on? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, plane tickets. I think it'd be on the gas to drive 1,500 kilometers from Chicago to Vermont yeah. alone. Yeah. Like, uh, renting cars, fucking doing all this shit. He paid for everything in cash. And this was his eventual downfall. Yes. Because Keys must not have had any cash money. Because at this time in 2012, in Anchorage, in the town he's from, he got Koenig's ATM card and he forced her to give up the pin, which he scratched into the card. Rookie. He returned to the barista booth after he had securely tied Samantha up in his garden shed of his own home. Talk about risky. And he got some of her belongings, including her bag and her phone. So this shed, which was just down, down the garden of his own house that he lived with, with, surprise, surprise, his fucking... Girlfriend and his child, his 10-year-old daughter. Fuck. He had a 10-year-old daughter now. And that's the thing I didn't want to say earlier on. Like, done all these fucking shits with a, with a little baby at home. So he used to turn up the music real loud and he raped her with the music so nobody in the house would hear anything. And then it transpired that uh, he raped her a few times, stayed up all night with her, and then murdered her the very next day. But... He went about this fucking super convoluted system of obfuscation to cover up this crime. He left Samantha in the shed, tucked away. And then in the, in the following days after he killed her, he and his family went on a two-week cruise. So she's lying brown bread inside Mother the shed God. in the middle of winter. And he's off having a fucking lark, having a jolly around the cruise, right? So before he left then, he took Samantha's phone, which he had got from the, the coffee booth, and texted her boyfriend of nine months saying, hey, babe, I'm going to stay with a couple of friends for a few days. Tell my dad, please. And the boyfriend was like, that's that's not her. That's weird. So they immediately took that to be suspicious and started went, like looking for her. The father reached out to the news and said, like, this is the last place she was seen. She hasn't been seen since she left work this night. Something's going wrong. So right. the man's out in the fucking, on his cruise, and the father has already started this uh, search for his daughter. 
She was reported missing and the search began and obviously the hopes would be that she's still alive. So when Keyes returned from his cruise, he then had to like kind of shore up the gaps and say, well, Jesus, if they're looking for her still alive, I'm going to have to do something here. And this is the fucking inexplicable part to me. This is the part that fucking melts my face. He took Samantha Koenig's now frozen body because she's in the shed for two weeks. On his anchorage, of course, because in my head I'm going, Jesus, some bang Alaska. out of that fucking Not place. Not at all, man. It's like a fucking outside fridge. Jesus, yeah. He, he, he thawed her out, they say, and he put makeup on her, dutied her up, and he braided her hair to make it look like she wasn't dead for weeks. And then he took a Polaroid picture and he sent that to her father with a ransom note to be shown to law enforcement asking for $30,000 to be deposited in her account that the kidnapper might take out. And the father saw the picture and immediately thought it was weird because she never wore her hair like that, ever. And he said, this doesn't look right, man. And even though the picture was there, it was kind of blurred, but on purpose, like he took it with a bit of shake. So the police said, look, you've got to cooperate if you want your daughter back alive. Yeah. There's any chance of her getting her back alive. Like she was already dead two weeks. So they sent the money to the account. And then, Tom, the most unbelievable part of this whole story for a fellow that's so meticulous and a fellow that leaves murder kits around, a fellow that travels across the country in planes, trains and automobiles like some kind of murderer Steve Martin. <laughs> he took out this fucking woman's ATM card in 2012 like Edward Snowden had already come out and said the, the fucking FBI and the CIA and the NSA everything. are watching everything you do and he took her fucking her ATM card and started going around to all of these bank machines and taking this money out of the bank machine at $500 a day because that was the daily limit what a fucking take cunt can you imagine that like there isn't a fucking fella nor woman on the planet that doesn't know about ATMs and it's not even the blip of the card I know a fellow was caught one time to give you the how good ATMs, how handy they are. A fellow was caught in Intel leak slip. Intel, oh, we all know who Intel, in leak in, slip. In Kildare? Counter Kildare. He, he'd been a disgruntled employee called in a bomb scare one time. Oh, all right. And he, <laughs> my, my mate knew it. He was, he was pissed off for whatever reason or maybe he just wanted a day off. Like, Oh, we've all done that. Two, three thousand people all had to evacuate into this small village at the time. It was madness, mayhem. They shut down the motorways and everything because they, they thought it was a terrorist attack. This guy was caught on his phone or on his phone at an ATM. And they, they, there's also a speaker that they uh, picks, was, they were able to go back. There was a speaker that picked up him making the call. And he rang from a payphone that's right outside the watch call it. So they picked up the whole thing. So they were able to find his location and then get into the, the time stamp on the ATM exactly. camera and turn on the mic and turn it up to listen to him saying, sure, they're fucking listening everywhere, man. Uh, th- this is the thing, like, this fella thought he was being fucking... And even if I have my phone turned off, you've your, and you're, you have your phone turned on, yeah. you know, like, okay, let's go through his, his like, the usual people that he sees or whatever uh-huh. and turn on their phones. or Like, for a fella who's such a meticulous murderer... To ask for 30 grand ransom and they know where that, like, usually it's in a, a brown leather bag that you throw out of the fucking window with a car driving by and you don't stop. It's I can, like, I Lebowski can, rules, you know. I remember actually working for an insurance loss adjusting firm. We had to, we were held to ransom over a case and the case, the police had to be brought in over a stolen robbery, a robbery of a load of tools and the, 
the steel ease, <laughs> the culprits wrote a letter to the local police in the local town and said, we'll return them all for five grand in cash. And it was obviously way more expensive to 20, replace the tools. It was 28,000. 28, and he had a new for all policy. They were all snap-on. It's an awful lot longer in jail and, for, for a blackmail of tools. And, uh, oh, these folk couldn't have been going to jail. Like, but... And I, we, we rang the, <laughs> I know you're not yeah, we, we rang yet. the insurance company, and said, "Are you willing to do this?" And they went, "Yep." Sanction, yeah, because it's sanction less for them. And then we had to leave them. I, I was tasked with having to leave them in the middle of a very exposed cornfield or wheat field, and that was it. There was to be, and we, we just had to drive away. That's like Dumb and Dumber or some shit, but with tools. Like that's the start of. But it was... It That's was, the start of a, of a, a... Let's write that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a lot of people chasing you for this bag and you're like, oh, what was your man's name? Simpson, Samson, Swanson, Swinson, Swanson. Yeah. Oh, Samsonite. S- Samsonite. It yeah. was way off. It was... Um, but yeah, she, it was, it, we had to leave it in the middle of the field, walk away because it could be viewed from every angle. Right. So if the poli- police or ourselves were waiting to catch these people who were going to pick up their bag of old cash... They wouldn't t- so they obviously arrived on at night, and and grabbed it or whatever it was. But there was, this, it did the army army shuffle across through the wheat fields. I mean, now make, sure, make sure you're not seen. I mean, nowadays you could put a tiny tracker in the bag, but this is probably fifteen, sixteen years ago. Hold me closer, tiny tracker. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. That's fucking bonkers, man. The cops knew where that cash was going. Of course they did. You know but like I mean? the insurance adjuster was going, mm, are we paying 28 or 5? Mm. Yeah. And the guy had a an ironclad policy. Of course. Ironclad. And it was our thing to make sure that we were supposedly to make sure it was all fair. But realistically, we were trying to pick holes in his policy. Ironclad. His, this guy's policy. So, and he knew too. And they, every tool turned up, every socket, every ratchet, everything. Everything was on the. Should it nearly it nearly pay you then if you're giving the stuff back? Like, is there a is there a jail sentence for blackmail? You just hold, just hold holding like a fucking socket wrench set in a headlock. <laughs> Going like a little, you don't, if you a don't little, give me the money, a little blindfold on a drill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just make this like make this. You're wearing a balaclava, standing behind it with a big machete, just speaking, <laughs> making a video, a warning video to yeah. to anybody else to just. You have like it was the most bizarre thing, yeah, but they crazy. but they had it worked out that they their situation they knew they knew the they knew that they couldn't be touched for this cash, so they were look this is the way it's going to be or Unmarked you'll never or we'll just take these tools and sell them somewhere. So that's it's an easy thing to do, like because yeah. we'll just rub off all the pot, and there'll be plenty of places where we can sell them. Of so, course, you know what I mean. Like, well, look, man, <laughs> this I I think this guy either. Fucking had gone insane at this stage, or had more subliminally wanted to get caught. That's what. That's the other thing. So BTK was the lad that was sending fucking messages to the cops, going, "Come here, I can send you a floppy disk with all the information that you need to catch me if you can figure it out." And they were like, "Mm, "Go ahead." And then they hacked the 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 they hacked into like the the metadata on the floppy disk and Mm. ended up finding his name and address and all that stuff and, and ended up catching pretty handy. But he wasn't ever caught. He was so good that he, he just wasn't caught. And there, there was no way they were going to catch him. And he's like, ah, you're fucking ruining the crack, man. This is some <laughs> catch-me-if-you-can shit. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio going like, oh, I want to see Tom Hanks look him in the eyes. like, And then run away from him laughing. 
and they weren't catching BTK. So he just went like, here's the stuff you need to get me. Same with Zodiac. He was sending all sorts of letters and codes and all this stuff to try like come and get me. And they never did. Um, so like, I think maybe Israel Keys was like, I'm too good, man. These guys are never going to catch me. Let's just fucking better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah. And um, let's just go out with a bang. And then she's asking for it to be executed at the end of it when he's caught. So like, this was the thing that I think he wanted. Who the fuck does that shit? Ask for a ransom. And then like, he go, he, this, look at, in the meantime, he had dismembered Samantha's body and he, he went to uh, an ice fishing hole like it's a big lake and you cut a hole and yeah, you do yeah. the thing. I don't know if, how many people would know about that, what a fishing hole is, but he dumped her, her dismembered body in the lake piece by piece. And then he went on a road trip and started using her fucking ATM card for cash to be walking around with. So he withdrew money in New Mexico, Arizona and Texas with $500 being the daily limit on the card. And he took $500 out every day for like 11 days. He was eventually traced, like any con would know there would be, with pictures taken from the ATMs like you said your boy ringing in the bomb threat mm. they just fucking switched on the cameras and were like yeah that's him yep yeah, that's him and every time he was pictured he was wearing a mask and sunglasses ski mask job like when he was doing the bank jobs or when he was um, uh, caught like doing any of the fucking ATMs or yes. any of the other stuff like it's the same get up and it fitted Key's description though of his like kind of his uh, his stature and in one of the pictures, it even showed the white Prius that he used to drive around in. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It was in the background, and they were able to catch the Prius, catch the uh, the license plate, and they were like, well, sure, that's where he is. And he was he they arrested him in Lufkin, Texas, on the 16th of March. And in the two days before, he was going from New Mexico to Texas, or Arizona to Texas, sorry, and he had set fire to a house in Alito in Texas, and then he went on to rob a bank in Axel, Texas. And then he went on to Lufkin after robbing the bank. Wrap your fucking brain around that. What? He robbed the bank, cash. And then the next day he went to Lufkin, Texas and still took out $500. Ah, yeah, listen. There's something wrong there, this man. This fella had fucking snapped inside his There's head. There's something wrong there. Because, or maybe, maybe it was at, at the point where he was going, I'm not getting any fucking That's recognition. Not right, I can never be... Maybe just at this but, point, but, his but, ego had him that I can never be caught. But uh, okay, stick a pin in that because I don't want to argue with it until you find out the information. Okay, there, right? but you're saying he wants to be caught because he wanted the recognition. Chalk it down. I personally myself can't believe that he would willingly make these mistakes. It makes no motherfucking sense. Maybe he wanted to be caught and go down in history, like BTK send the floppy disks. Mm. He was so prepared though with the murder kits and the vast geographical spread of his crimes and to be caught by killing a girl from his hometown keeping her in the shed next to his house so we're talking about a guy who according to the book by uh, Maureen Callahan called American Predator from 2019 if you're into this case read that shit because we're only fucking fluting around here like this this is and as much as we've talked about it this is almost barely scratching the surface like it's fucking crazy how deep this goes right According to Maureen Callahan, catch this one. This motherfucker went to Mexico and got a plastic sturge, plastic sturgeon. So it was like a fake fish, right? No, a plastic surgeon to install a gas. <laughs> you just, you just catch that now. <laughs> ah! <laughs> There's Sorry. a sketch in that somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. My brain is going. 
Oh, plastic sturgeon. Oh my God. I'm looking for a plastic sturgeon. I just wanted those fish singing on the wall. Bodo de Yodo. A plastic surgeon or, in Mexico <laughs> to put a gastric band. The Prime Minister of Scotland. <laughs> Nicola, Nicola, like, Nicola Plastic Sturgeon. I am the Prime Minister of Scotland. It's like, come on, Nicola. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, she did, just comes out She just comes <laughs> out with like Kardashian lips and a big massive virus. Yeah. It's a plastic sturgeon. Right. He went to Mexico and got a plastic surgeon to fit him with a gastric band because he wanted to be not as hungry when he went out on the road doing his dirty business. He would have to stop at cafes or drive throughs on the way to and from places and risk being seen on more CCTV footage. So he went to Mexico Mexico and got a gastric band to shrink his stomach so that he wouldn't be hungry and need to stop or he wouldn't have to eat so much and have to shit and piss. Because he was just like eating little tiny bits <laughs> and then driving loads. Because he was like, if, I, if I'm driving all over the country, I'll have to stop at all these places and they'll have me on all the CCTVs going in and out of these places, like stopping off in a Supermax for a fucking curry chip and then stopping off in a Texaco to have a, like a, a shit in the fucking, c- coming back out and he has a key attached to like a tire or whatever. Like all of those potential ways of getting caught. Like that's how prepared this motherfucker was. And yet, the day after he robbed a bank, he ended up still taking 500 quid out of this ATM. That makes no sense to me, Tom. I, the, the, I mean, he's a bit of a fucking idiot. Get, a small bit. Getting a gastric band. Oh, hold up, that may sound prepared. I, if I cannot find a petrol station to pull in and use the toilet, which there almost never is by the time I'm coming home for gigs, because they're Lucas a bottle because it's big enough. The, the whole uh, the mouth of it is big enough to put your dick into. Lucas a bottle, or how about you just pull over and take a piss or a shit and. Bring some toilet roll in the car, you mad bastard. Don't go to fucking Mexico to get a gastric band when you're already pretty thin. Like, I, I just think that that's how far he's willing to go. There's also rumours of him getting his uh, getting his fingerprints removed by a plastic surgeon and also getting laser hair removed. You know what I mean? You can get, like, uh, mm. what's it called? Electrolysis? Yeah. There was electrolysis done on his arms, his chest, and his bollocks. To take the hair his pubes, off. to take his hair away. So when he was sexually assaulted... And, these victims, if they were found later on, that there'd be no like hair DNA or there'd be no bits and bobs. So he was like pretty much hairless apart from his head hair. Fucking hell. And I'm like, what's he doing? Like raping these people in a fucking hairnet like a lunch lady? <laughs> like what the fuck is this? Apparently that was so. He got his fingerprints removed like uh, Will Smith and Men in Black. And then he got a gastric band so he wouldn't have this. St- so this is a lad who's like bodily modifying himself so that he wouldn't be caught. I mean, that's that's Like some kind of fucking, what's your man's name? Nor- not Norman Bates. I'll just say Patrick Bateman. That's some fucking American yeah. psycho shit, like. And then he goes and uses a motherfucking ATM card. I don't. To take out 500 quid after the day he robbed the bank. That makes no sense to me. But. I'll hold, I'll hold fire because I, I have a feeling, feeling you've got some big reveal for me here. Well, it's not a massive reveal, but one of the things. So this is, this is the point I was trying to make. You're saying that he might want a little bit of fucking notoriety. Mm. It seems that all the actions he took was to not get caught. But then by the same token, the last thing that he did was kidnap and murder a girl in his hometown. from his hometown, kept her in his own shed, and then sent messages and all. For the first, like, he never done any of that old shit, like, any sending little messages and little ransom shit and all to the families. And, and then just left like, her in the shed, in his own shed, like, left her around the place. Normally he disposed of the bodies fairly Yeah, left her there for two weeks, in the shed. And then when he came back, sent messages to the family to be all like, give me money and you get her back alive, taking pictures of her, sending pictures, like, all Did, the DNA, all was, the possibilities to get caught, Right. He seems like he's fumbling right before the goal line, right? And and then 
chopped her up in bits, put her into the lake, and then took her card and did a tour of America, even though he has murder kits with money all over, and then robbed a bank, and then still used her bank card, and then got caught. And you're saying maybe he needed to be caught like BTK. But then when he was caught, he said, and this was one of the stipulations of his deals with the Anchorage police and the FBI was, if I tell you where more bodies are, will you keep my name out of the press because I don't want my 10-year-old daughter to Google my name in years to come and find out how much of a horrible cunt I was being a murderer and a serial killer. And they agreed to it. He was supposed to be getting anonymity. Like, why would you go to all of that effort to be anonymous and to get away with the murder, to then do something so stupid as to get caught in the most stupidest fucking amateur way and then still claim to not want to be famous. And by and large, especially under my radar, and I'm a fucking true crime podcaster, I kind of didn't ever hear of this guy or know who he was. He definitely wasn't on like yeah. the top 10. Like it's fucking bananas, cuckoo, cuckoo, cocoa puffs, like fucked up, weird. Isn't that crazy? What was his stipulate? Was he still anyway religious at all, I wonder? No. No, not because I'm just going. If he like, if, it sounded like reading it at face value without knowing that bit. It sounded like he'd hit the self destruct button. Yeah. So my other he was just out of it. He was 34, and he was just like, and I'm done. I mean, end of career. Sure, any good sports person, the legs you lose a yard of pace at age 32. You either got to get real skillful about what you're doing, or jack it in, or become like a pundit. Yeah. So he could have. Um, he could have become. He could have become a true crime podcaster. He would have been very good. He'd <laughs> be an awful good way to fucking he'd get, he'd have cover some your guests. tracks. If he'd have a, some guests. You, huh? Some mates on. Jesus Christ, the inside yeah. track. <laughs> but why I ask, was he religious? Was, like, you know, if, if, he, was, if he was at the end of his fucking road, because it's very strange what he was fucking up to here. And he didn't want the daughter to know any about any of this shit or whatever. And it was like, looking like he wanted to be caught. Why not end it with suicide? So I'm saying. Why didn't put the fucking car in a wall at 100 miles an hour? Like, Well, let's find out what happened. Let's find out the next final part that I've uh, entitled A Coward's Escape. Not that uh, uh, suicide is a coward's escape, but definitely mm. for a fella who was facing what he was facing, it can be so classified as such. So, Tom, let us know what happened. So, in December 2012, after slowly requesting more and more com- comforts, of his incarceration, Keyes used a disposable razor blade embedded in a pencil to slit his wrists and then used his bed sheets to hang himself. Jesus, double down. Epstein, down. Epstein style. Yeah, double down. He wrote a four-page suicide note and left scrawled images of 11 skulls drawn in his own blood. The skulls were found under his bed in his jail cell after his death and police believe that this was some sort of confession that there were more than eight confessed murders from his interviews. Hmm. Was this 11 the total number? Or was this 11 more that were untold, bringing the total to 19? One of the skulls had written, We are one. And another was a circle with a hexagon inside, with a goat's head uh, inside that. Uh, so obviously satanic symbolism. Yeah, obviously. You so know, they're very weird to see. There's uh, a photograph of them and they're fucking odd. Like. All the other skulls had crosses on the foreheads. Out of everyone Keyes killed, only three have been identified and only the remains of one have been recovered. Which is Samantha. Yeah. So the Currys the most haven't recent. been found and then he, he confessed to five others but they haven't found the murder kits or the bodies of those people at all. Huh. Mm, that's right. He was, he was, in the interviews he was asking for like, give me a Snickers bar and give me a coffee 
He mean Americano and a Snickers bar and a cigar. And they were letting him smoke cigars all the way through the interview. And for every cigar he smoked, he was giving out more and more details. So he was just fucking, like, get really fucking relishing this thing where he's being interrogated. But then holding on to the information like some kind of fucking... An, o- an off-defense moment just popped in my head. Yeah. Which I am not. Okay, chalk it down. Yeah. So he's smoking these cigars. And then he started giving out too many details. And he started refusing the cigars. Because in his own mind, maybe he was like taking this as a transactional thing. Every time I get a cigar, I have to confess to a crime. So he stopped taking all the stuff and just asked for Snickers, peanuts, Snickers bars and, and coffee. And uh, yeah, asking for all of this stuff and then asking for like, can I get like such and such a runners? Can I get like clean socks? Can I get like more uh, more time out in the yard? You know, I want more yard yeah, time, yeah, I want yeah. more recreational time rather than being locked up 23 hours a day. And I'll give you more information about the people I've killed. And he knew he had a bargaining chip that the police wanted to fucking put these crimes to bed. They wanted to finish them all off. And he was asked for a bit more and more and more. And he eventually got like kind of a razor for shaving because I wanted to be clean shaven coming into these interviews. I don't want to be scraggy and rough. And they gave him the razors and he fucking slotted it into a pencil and done his wrists and wrote a four page uh, suicide note. Couldn't find the suicide note online, but apparently there is places where you can get it um, to read what the, the, the contents thereof. Mm. But I couldn't find anywhere uh, in my research that would give the contents of it. And if I did, I don't know if I'd read it anyway. It's a bit weird. But Jesus, yeah. The pictures I have found of the blood scrawled. Uh, skulls and they look like that you know that kind of Mexican Dios del Muerta or whatever you know the, the like Coco you know that movie yes. it looks yeah, like yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of skulls day of the dead kind of yeah, day of the yeah, yeah. job and they have the, the the plus in the middle of the forehead <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds like a great bit of crack it's, yeah, yeah. it's a deadly movie Coco's a really good movie Um, but yeah so they have the skulls and and then they have like a weird one that says we are one and another one that has like that satanic stuff and it's fucking bizarre man it's a real bizarre thing to leave behind. I guess he was trying to make up his mystery, but we'll get we'll find your off the fence thing. Um, there's only a couple of last bits. Like so, out of out of everyone that Keys killed, like you said, only three have been identified. One body found. He claims to kill five others. A couple in Washington State between 2001 and 2005 mm. bodies not found. And then two separate people between 2005 and 2006. And then he says another one in 2009. He murdered. He, he murdered someone on the East Coast and he buried them somewhere in New York State. And authorities believe that this is Deborah Feldman who went missing in April 2009 and it matches the movements of Keys at the time and, shock horror, there was a, a bank robbery in and around the area at the time as well. So there's also suspicions that he killed outside of the US as he also travelled to Canada, Belize and Mexico in 2007 and 2008. So there could be people killed there and buried there and, I mean, he was in Mexico a few times because he had to get the old plastic sturgeon uh, so like obviously he was making murder kits down there yeah Um, Belize is a little bit of a harder one to get in and out of it's like right down Central America but I suppose if you're going once or twice to somewhere and that's your penchant that's your fucking skill set you're going to be doing that shit yeah, yeah. But, a ba- but a bad cunt absolutely Um, there are full transcripts even video and audio versions of the uh, interviews with the FBI and the Anchorage Police. So you can go and listen to it. There's a documentary on Sky, uh, Sky Crime. If you have Sky, or I, I, I put a link to it. If I can find it online somewhere, you can probably watch it on um, on Google Movies or YouTube or something like that. Oh, it is there, yeah, when you go looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's somewhere for free as well. But And um, yeah, giving them cigars and peanut, peanut Snickers bars. So we'll tell people, tell the fucking cops where he buried... Very weird. And like, kind of looking for notice. But one of the things he said, I want more yard time. I want a razor to shave with. And I also want nobody to know my name. 
I want to I want to be executed quickly. If I'm going to tell you all this stuff, I want to be executed, like death penalty. And in, in Alaska, there is no death penalty, but they could arrange for it. They said, we'll arrange for it federally, like we'll do this stuff. So the moral question there is like, do you lie to a criminal who's willing to confess to murders and rapes? Yeah. You lie to him and tell him, well, oh, we'll give you everything. And then when he gives you all the information, go, go fuck yourself. You can fucking rot. Like you're kind of running the risk that he gave you some fake information to test to see if you would come true with it. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, I was lying the whole time. You fucking dopes and you're getting nothing off me now. That's the that's the risk you run, but like, how often do you get that chance to kind of negotiate with somebody like that as well? It's a fucking bonker story that's only recent, Tom, and nobody knows about it. So we that's get off the fence now and find out what you think. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? It is, and I'm going to go. Okay. Well, I'll say I'll ask you the questions then. Okay. For off the fencing, do you think that his upbringing was resulted in him being an awful cunt when he was growing up? Could that? Could that? Uh, Huckleberry Finn type and the company he kept and the religious oppression and the the white supremacy religion and all this Bible bashing shit like was that something that led to him being like that or is he, are you just born a baden? I I I think in this this particular case he probably was born a baden. I like we don't know enough about was it abu- an abusive home? You know what I mean? We don't know enough. What did he was there an older brother that abused him? Was there an older sister? You know, was there some? So we don't really know enough about his early formative years. Yes, he was in the staunch, living in the woods. Basically, they were living in the woods, but they were you know believed to be Mormons, whatever. I mean, you know, doth that make a fucking a, a crazy savage? Not always, like, and not nine, most of the time it doesn't. Falling in with these lunatics yeah, in there's the hundreds of people for thousands of years that have lived like that. Yeah. Millions of people in for fact, hundreds of years. What all of about? our relatives at yeah. some stage came out of the mountains and they may not have been fucking vicious murders either. Like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The white supremacy thing, I think definitely it would have normalized being a horrible cunt. Because there's yeah, just no two ways about it. If you're a white defense, yeah. if you're a white supremacist, you are a rotten, horrible cunt. There's just no two ways. Like if you can dehumanize as you said, you can't even fucking kill a spider. You know, and it's Yeah. If I, I, I do think just uh, like on the white supremacy part of it there was good people on both sides no <laughs> no I'm only joking the white supremacy part it's not specifically white supremacists right yeah it's people who will for whatever political ideology or forever whatever you know racial prejudice or whatever kind of bigoted notions about how other people are without information that they will f- like fundamentally dehumanize another person based on a set of parameters that don't agree with their view of life. So it can be white supremacists, it can be black supremacists, it could be, you know, uh, uh, some some kind of a, you know, tribal, like a Hutu and a Tutsi kind of Rwandan well, fight. It can be, I don't know, a Russian and a Ukrainian. Tr- it can be like a Chechen and somebody who's... It's page uh, like, one of dictatorship too. Mm. Page one, you go, find uh, find a, a group... A fundamental a fun- division. Yeah, a, yeah and yeah, a group yeah. of people we can all focus our hatred on yeah. who won't be able to uprise against us. You know, so it's... Look at the caste system in India or like Pakistan versus India. Yeah, yeah. Like the fucking... Uh, the shit they're doing, like city people versus country people in China, like the subjugation of, of the, the people in uh, Mongolia. You have uh, China versus Taiwan. Yeah. Um, North versus South Korea like there's all the, like so many places in Africa that the fucking Belgians got away with ruining their lives oh, like geez. Belgians, French, Germans Dutch like, and, and it ain't over yet for yeah, some of those countries for shizzle yeah um, like South America having like you know even within within the black community like colorism like darker skinned people yeah. like resent people who have lighter skin because they pass 
in 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 polite society somehow in their own mind they, they view that there's like a, a prejudice towards them and they treat them different like any of that stuff helps to dehumanize another person's life and it's only a few steps away from that to abuse to subjugation to eventually like violence be it like verbal or actual physical rape um murder yeah assault like some lads that go out like you know mods and the rockers and they go yeah. out and they had such a fucking uh, a vitriolic uh, uh, notion of each other that they go down to fucking Brighton and knock bollocks out of each other like fucking bike chains bike chains and iron bars yeah, and fucking yeah. all that shit just because like you're on the other side to me bang 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 we, fucking I, Protestants and Catholics I was, I was just gonna say we, yeah, we don't man. have to go off this island yeah, to like, found crazy and, even 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 in like inner city like oh you're from this estate and I'm yeah. from this estate and they just knock the bollocks out of each yeah. other just for those like invisible divisions so if you're putting that kind of stuff in it's not just white supremacists it's every cunt that hates another cunt and I say cunt they're both hatefully and lovingly yeah you know? yeah 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 and uh, anything that de- will dehumanize somebody else it's a it's a breeding ground for really horrible things if there was a st- if there was even a, a semblance of rot in that guy's brain which look we you know we some guy some people can keep it under control but if there's a semblance of rot in that guy's brain, i.e., there was just a fucking crevice, even a crack, a crack of a f- where I can fucking you can open up, and who knows? Had he had a fucking an artistic surround, he might have grown to be a fucking lovely person, but he was he could have been highly susceptible to his surroundings. Well, he was a gifted carpenter by all accounts. Yeah, I mean that, and that takes a creative person to be a yeah. gifted carpenter, a yeah. creative, um, surrounded by the now. I wonder, right? Because I, I, I have a big... I'm just threading together a big conspiracy theory for you here. Okay. Keep it to the... We'll put it, okay, to, the put end. it to the very I'll end. Do, I'll do, I'll, we'll get off the fence there about this bit, though. Okay. So during the interviews, maybe you might burst it out here. Let's go on murder kits first. So the murder kits. Mm. He was putting this stuff together to be prepared to commit these crimes. Yeah. Do you think there's loads and loads of murder kits out there or were there only few? Do you think that this was such a widespread operation and he's responsible for many, many, many more deaths that he didn't cop to or do you think he's kind of inflating his own legend in an effort to try and you know get himself in the history books and by asking oh please don't talk about me in the history books really what he means is please please talk about me I yeah, want to I'm be so known I'm so shy stop yeah 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 I think he's bullshitting a small bit on that one the fact that the, I mean I don't know how long he was he was obviously with the woman for 10 years like what's his job What's his, you know, what, what's he telling the missus that he's heading away for, for all this length of time? A lot of stuff has to be covered up to be able to f- kit him all out with a gun, cash. So you got to get that cash, you got to get gun, other paraphernalia, whether it's piano wire or rope. Well, he's robbing banks. Duct tape. Jesus, I mean, that's not a handy thing either. Like, I, right, I'll just rob a bank. On, it's, it's, you know, I got to rob a bank and then head over. You, like how many lads get away with robbing banks? As often as he did. He did a few dozen. Yeah, and, and then he gets the cash and puts them in the bucket, and then takes the other cash and he uses it for gas, for plane tickets, and then he buys all the, or steals all the paraphernalia to go into the murder kits. Like, there's a lot of work went into that. Like, who, who's who's doing that shit? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Was this online? So all his own admission. How much of this could be corroborated or confirmed? That's because that, there there are people finding some of the murder kits, oh, but okay. only in the places yeah, where yeah, he yeah. said. So he's saying, and the, and the FBI said that he was possibly associated with 35 other murders mm. because in the places where he went that was provable that he went there by like you know plane tickets or whatever 
um, or by associative um, CCTV footage from bank possible bank jobs that he had com- you know completed in the area. And then there's a woman like uh, Deborah. Oh yeah, Deborah. Deborah Feldman that went missing in New York. Like he was associated with her just by the fact that she went missing at the same time he was in New York and there was a bank robbery near or close by to the area. But like this lad is up for driving 800 miles at the drop of a hat. So he'd be getting a gun in mm. fucking Chicago and then driving to Vermont to do the thing and then dropping off the murder kit in fucking Pennsylvania and then go- driving to fucking South Carolina and then flying home to Anchorage. It's like he don't mind putting putting rubber on the road like. And I mean that is That's an awful lot of driving That is What's he listening to on the way A true crime podcast What podcast is he listening to That's what he's going to say like, Probably the longest one On, on the P- Apple podcast After about six or seven hours Funny too hey Do you know what In nothing, good. nothing else He would have had Yeah he would have had Plenty of material To fucking deal with On the road But I mean the logistics Involved in all that Like has like does he have A fucking ledger that's you know what, what I mean? mean like who who keeps all that stuff in in the brain fucking hell like it's hard enough for to run a podcast all by yourself and you're <laughs> and you're only in the one fucking place what are you talking about it's hard enough to go to the fucking supermarket and not forget everything yeah. that you were asked to get and this guy's not keep- a mind keep uh, keep a tally in your head of used and unused murder kits in cities all over the world trying to fucking fly here and there where's he staying is he sleeping in the car where's he getting the car from is he renting the car is he paying cash who rents out a car for cash you have to drop a card gotta give some sort of ID you have to have a fucking ID there to get a car out of that thing is he buying cars for cash that means he's look, he's dealing in three, four, two, three thousand pound a pop driving around the Priuses and then mm-hmm. when he's selling them like who's keeping the fucking books you know the way you get the and why what, would you, was it like why a tax you... book or what is it like the, the registration log book yeah, yeah. You have to give the logbooks to people. Like that takes two weeks. You have to have a postal address. There's no conscious selling car f- cash money. Take a few, take a few notes, and then you just get the keys of the car and you drive away. Like uh, 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 none of that makes more fucking sense. If it's Priuses, I mean, why would you pick a fucking Prius? Not silence. You can creep up on people. Maybe, but also they're literally okay. a walking fucking tracking device or yeah, a driving course. tracking device. Yeah, because you know it's all computerized. All it's 2012 as well. Don't forget. This is the thing that boggles my mind. Usually I'm talking about guns from the 70s because the technology wasn't there to catch them and they were able to get away with dozens of murders. Like it really, really shakes my faith in law enforcement that they couldn't catch him for as long as they did and he had to nearly give himself up. The way he got caught was such a wankology. But murder kits, what I'm saying is real or not real, like good or not good, functional or not functional, like murder kits good or bullshit? Uh, No, good, good idea. But, but were they real? Like, did he have as many as he said he no, did? No, I, I can't. I cannot see. There's so much time in going fucking digging, bringing your shovel, sourcing all of that stuff. Because you can't bury the fucking shovel. <gasps> That's got to come back out of the fucking yeah. ground. So now you need you need to also buy a fucking shovel some place. You got to make sure you got the bucket because yeah. you can't bring that in the fucking plane with you. You can't. You can't bring that on the plane with you. So is this fella buying big buckets of fucking paint or fucking or or whatever he's buying fucking? Epoxy fucking resin and pouring it down a drain someplace. That's another fucking half an hour wasted just doing that. So much nobody, you know, how many times have you nearly been caught taking a piss behind a fucking? Tr- Imagine pouring a fucking forty gallon drum down a fucking drain somewhere, and then having to clean out the drum so it's clean enough to be able to put other stuff in that doesn't get manky. Exactly. Um, I there's logistics and fucking time here. Like he would have had fucking jobs to be completing in his actual fucking work. He had the fucking missus at home with the with the child. She can't believe that he was fucking. Two, three, four days a week away. Away, being a carpenter. I don't know, man. I. It, it, none of it makes sense, right? I'm. Let's go. Let's go into. Let's go into then uh, the interviews. He was given all this information in the interviews. Do you think he was full of shit in the interviews and he had no information that he was just playing it up and he had committed three murders, maybe five, 
and he just knew about these other people going missing and he made it all up to be a big man. Or this is this is did my, we miss out? This is my this is where I'm I'm bowing out at this point when okay, I when on. I give you this next bit. Now this right. is this This is Tom O'Malley's Israel Keys take. Hold on to your fucking pants. Do it. This could be this might start an actual new conspiracy podcast as a result of how <laughs> how big this moment is right now, right? So let's go back to No pressure. Let's go back to who he hung out with. Back in the day, <gasps> Dubai's. Oh, you know what you're going. Go on, go on. No, we know who he hung out with. Yeah. What did they love fucking doing? Any of them lads, they loved hung. They loved fucking murdering. They loved yeah. rampage. They loved guns. They had fucking military training. They lo- and it wasn't just them. That's all we know about is the Q's, But we guarantee it, there was the fucking. Oh, there's a, a wider network, of course. Yeah. No. The likes of, um, they they had they believed in kind of the rhetoric of. What did they say they reckon the church's belief was in Jewish people? Yeah. What did they believe they were? That they were like a bloodline descendant of Satan. All that. Now, let's go back to his cell underneath his bed. Yeah. What yeah, was satanic symbol was one of the 11. One of the 11. What did he write? We are one. Now, we are one. We are one. Are you are you saying not dissimilar? And now we're gonna. Uh, you're only gonna have to do when you're gonna be on it. What's that? Uh, we're gonna redo the Son of Sam episode. Yes, yeah, yeah. I did that with Carl, right? And uh, a crazy episode, but we barely skimmed the surface. And they released a whole new documentary. Son of Sam potentially was a cabal of satanic murderers who all came together under the. The brand Son of Sam. That's what I. That's what I took away from it. That's what I on the Son of Sam. So one. these murder kits were like you're talking about. There's a community of murderers like the Kihos and their extended kind of cohorts. Yeah. That put murder kits in the ground and go, hey, come here. If you want, like geocaching, you ever do? You know the geocaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you find out where the place is and you dig it up and you put your name on the paper and you fold it up and you put it back. So maybe they're like, okay, if anyone is in like the Chicago area and you have the horn for a murder, there's a murder kit inside in the bucket. And here's the here's the location for it, and whatever you use, you'll put back later on. But just bury it again, and we'll be around to replenish or whatever. And they did this all as a cabal. That there was a bunch of them all committing murders all over the country, and like Keys was maybe responsible for five or six or seven, but the thirty-five winded back in now. Okay, this is where it's going to piss off everybody. Listen to me right now. Go ahead then. What was the one murder confirmed? Uh, Absolutely on it. Samantha Koenig. What was the one murder that was the most fucking stupid piece of shit carry on you ever saw out of a fucking serial killer in inverted commas? Was the Samantha Koenig one? He did things super obvious that shit. no f- only a fucking gobshite would do. It has no has no relation to the Are fucking you- sleek. Oh. Fucking brilliance that went on with all the fucking ones around the country where he could talk about how he fuck I was head to toe. I fucking went in there with all my black head to toe shit. I took those two people out. Nobody ever fucking found bodies of fucking old Bill and fucking Mary or whatever they're called. The Currys. Found fucking nobody else. All this. Lorraine, I think. All this fucking story sounds to me like a fucking absolute fantasy. And I, the one one that he could be, con- like like a fucking Ronald McDonald would have pulled off a better effort of covering his track. Who, f- this guy who had been apparently meticulously brilliant 
through all these ones with his murder kits and he's flying here and getting a fucking car here and taking it over there, coming I, back there. I thought you were going to say that he took the fall for a cabal of satanic executions that were happening all over the country and they're like, well, we need to pin these on this lad. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying is that... And they, I, pi- and they pinned it on him. Yeah, I do th- I think... I don't think he took... he. I th- I don't genuinely don't think he was involved in almost any of the others. You I think you think Samantha Koenig was his one and only yeah. murder. Yeah. And he tried to claim all the rest of them to be the king shit of fuck mountain. Yeah. Do you know what? That's the only fucking thing that makes sense to me, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's fucking That's the only fucking thing that makes sense to me, boss. Because you know how poorly that last one was executed, and that's the only one the body was found, and that's the only one that he gave the details on. Gordon. And the rest of it was all smoke and mirrors, give me a fucking Snickers and a cigar. Yeah. He told about the curries, uh, but their bodies were never found. They just went missing. He was the one that gave them all the details, like John Wayne Gacy and like Bundy. These are the lads that, that told their own legend to journalists who were salacious enough to print yeah. their stuff, you know. Bundy even went so far as to blame pornography and then a load of fucking Christian pastors cottoned onto it and going, brilliant, serial killer says pornography's bad. We've been saying that for years. Let's go. And they fucking, he knew that that would absolutely light up the 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 Christian mm. uh, uh, community, all like banging the Bible over porn, and ended up getting onto the news. Serial killer Ted Bundy blames porn for. His, so if you're wanking, the next thing you're doing is killing. You know, it's the only thing that makes sense. If you were starting a band in the morning, and you were you wanted to get all your and you'd everybody bar say your lead guitarist, right? You'd everybody you were happy with everybody, but you yeah. wanted another fucking lead guitar guitarist, and you went, oh, we have this guy. This guy coming in Israel, yeah. All right, let's let's. Hey, you know what? Let's 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 jam. Let's play something. See how you're going. Because it says here your CV. Fucking hell, man! You mm. pl- you played with fucking you you've been doing this a long man. You played all over the world. You've toured with. You backed up everybody. This is fucking. Let's play. Enter Sandman by Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get going. He's like, yeah, no bother. And you he, expect him and that immediate first riff of what is it? And he just goes Brang, 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 brang You go, well, what the the fuck You said you fucking played with Megadeth You said you fucking played with fucking Mastodon What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I played with all more peanut butter I'll tell you all about all the other bands I played with too If you get me more Snickers and cigars Man, you can't play shit The one fucking time we've seen you play and you just piss the fucking bed. You're holding the guitar back to front. <laughs> the fuck? It does sound like it, doesn't you it? You keep poking yourself in the fucking eye with the fucking, with the fret or whatever the fucking head. Did, did I go too far in thinking it was, like, I was nearly, I was about to start accusing the Clintons there. Uh, well, you have, you have form for this, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, man, the fucking Clintons pinned all these murders on them because they satanically uh, disappeared a bunch oh, of people. Oh, well, okay, well that, but look, there's, eno- there's enough people going missing in America without having to blame the Clintons on everything, but like, a lot of people go missing. A lot of banks get robbed. But where, where is Israel Keys then just like a really good researcher where he finds all of these cases and then and he's able to regale them back to the cops? There's a, there's I mean, a, stranger things have happened. There's a couple guess, of podcasts so. I've listened to and some of the people that are claiming the things that they've done throughout their life, you're like, ah, fucking what? Yeah. I, yeah, like, there's a, like, it's worth a great listen. It's called, it's because it's brilliantly produced by uh, Sam Walker and she's a, the, the, what we call it, the host on it. But she interviews a guy, it's called American Vigilante is the name of it. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that, yeah. A great listen, but like, you're going, that's physically, are you fucking, like, yeah. you know, and there's, but some people are fucking great, great stories. Now, look, 
he may ha- have had some hand in bank robberies and all the rest of it. But you're like, on that day that he was fucking caught, like that time he's, he's fucking caught, like he literally, so many blunders. It'd be one thing if a, yeah. if a guy just ran aground one day and just went, I'm going to make it this a sloppiest murder. I'm going to kill the girl outside the cop shop. He killed her in his hometown, brought her back to his shed. To his own shed. And then parked her there knowing he was going to Hollyers and Hollybops yeah. the next day. And then comes back, fucks her in a local lake. Yeah. And and, and, then, the, and then goes and starts spending her money even after robbing the bank. Like. Makes no fucking sense. Unless you want to get. See, the, the, that is not. I think the hubris that we are attributing to him, like going, he was so good that he needed to get caught like BTK. He wanted mm. to be Zodiac. He wanted to be caught. That's the only reason he got caught. Really, the reality is he was a shitbird who was full of shite about all of his uh, potential murders because he was just a true crime fan who possibly sat around with the Kehoe brothers yes. and, listen, and listened to them all, and they're all drinking and smoking joints. All trying to outdo par- each other. like He yeah, was partying yeah. them and all outdoing each other with bullshit stories and the Kehoe brothers were like, well, actually, we fucking did this and such and such and I know a guy, I know a guy who was in prison and he did such and such a thing or he's in the army and he's hearing all these lads tell these stories about, hey man, there was a girl in my hometown, she went missing and they found her, she was cut up and bits, man, they raped shit out of her some outhouse on the outside of town or whatever and he just gathered up all these stories and got fascinated with it started looking it up online found all these all these you know cases because he didn't really give any details to no, the police but at you, all but you know yourself like, and, you know, the, and the FBI went no more than a conspiracy theorist would and went okay here's his MO uh, he's saying he's killed loads of people uh, uh, like they had to take him at, his, at face value <laughs> so then they went and they found a bunch of places that he was and then like found a bunch of uh, people that went missing him. He probably murdered all them. If he said like, w- "When were you in? Uh, when were you in Vermont?" Uh, two thousand six. Two thousand six. Off the top of my head, was it? Jesus, we had a lot going on that year. Um, it was between I'd I'd say, fuck July to October. I'd say I was I was I was there. I, I it wasn't cold. It wasn't cold. Now I wouldn't doubt as well, and no one will I know about some of these true crime cases and uh, about law enforcement itself I'd say there was lads with washing lists oh long of cases that they wanted to close off yeah. and if they were able to put this lad's name next to it and shut the book and say he done that they'd be happy to get it off their fucking desk and oh, go, yeah. that's closed he's the one that done that and they just pin all these crimes on this motherfucker and also why do you think we never heard of the fucker a lot of these are wrapped up fast oh. cases if he was a sexy salacious fucking serial killer with, re- f- with real chops We'd have fucking heard of him. Oh, Tom, you, you've blown my mind and I don't doubt... Sorry, have I just fucked up this whole episode? That, oh, no. Have I just this fucked is, up... This is exactly, exactly what we want. People have been in edge of their seat and now they've just got poked up the bum from the seat behind. And I, I love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's it. my boot up your hole. Well, you know what? I fucking agree with you. And that's the end of this episode on Those Conspiracy <laughs> Guys. Uh, Tom O'Manny blowing the lid off the Israel Keys. And you know what? Anybody that has any any uh, thing they want to say to Tom, Tom O'Manny comedy... Yeah, uh, you can look him up anywhere on You'll all the social medias. Everywhere. At Tom O'Manny, M A H O N Y. If you want to listen to his show, it's Bookshot. Any all good podcast uh, uh, services. And uh, I'm as be... smug as a fucking cat with two Mickey's here <laughs> right now. I'm he's just like, delighted with like, myself. He's like a cat with a cream flavored arsehole. Look at this guy. <laughs> fucking delighted. Um, yeah, thanks very much for coming on, man. Oh, this has been a delight, as always. As I, always. I will. Whenever and wherever that symbol in the fucking sky, I'll be here. <laughs> it's not a, what is it? That, that symbol, it's not just calling me. It's a warning. Actually, I don't see a bat. I see an 
awesome fucking mustache yeah, in this it's guy. Like a, just, it's, just, it's, <laughs> like a, it's like a silhouette of a pair of pit vipers and a fucking handlebar <laughs> mustache. But yeah, man, uh, you're doing live shows all over the place all the time. Uh, yeah. We give out any details that we can um, for, for live shows in the links in the description below. But if you're in Dublin and you want to see some comedy, more often than not, he's one of the hardest working men in Ireland. And uh, you'll probably see him at the top of a bill at some stage or another. Um, look, at that's the end of Israel Keys. It was, it, we, we, you know, we laughed, we cried, we broke wind. So many fucking twists and turns. A crazy story, uh, wholly taken apart by Tom O'Malley's brutal logic. And um, the dozens of podcasts out there <laughs> need to come and listen to the last 15 <laughs> minutes of this and uh, put their put their fucking t- tidy away their podcast gear and stop doing true crime podcasts because he just ruined the whole I'm genre. I'm so sorry. I'm Brilliant. so sorry. Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just those conspiracy guys. Anything on the show that you like or dislike or you want to talk about, uh, you can get us info at thoseconspiracyguys.com is the email all the social media and all the stuff the link is in the description below if you want to support the show like many many other sound bastards are doing uh, very 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 appreciative of everybody that supports the show patreon.com slash thoseconspiracyguys the link for all of that stuff as well as the gilded server where you can hang out with other true crime like minded people as well as conspiracy heads and keeping up with the news and having the chats and uh, it's hard enough to find people in real life to talk to so the internet is a lovely safe haven to find like-minded people, but there's nowhere fucking safe to go without being kicked off. So um, the Gilded server for those conspiracy guys, for the moment, is uh, a safe enough place to be. Uh, we're like lads getting hushed, hushed. We're plotting against the government here. Like, oh no, get out of here! It's like no, we're just having a conversation about the fucking I keep, news. It keeps on. It's to me, it sounds like you keep getting run at the end of the fucking night in the pub, and you just yeah. want one more. F- would you the fuck? We're not bothering fucking anybody here. And the thing is, I've bought the pint. Yeah. You let me buy it and now you won't give me the time to drink it? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. There you go. That's what we're doing. Running away from the bouncers on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> With my jacket in my hand I, and a full pint. Are you right now, lads? Fuck off. You don't have to go home but you can't stay here on Vimeo. Tui! <laughs> fucking cunts. Anyway, that's this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys. That's been Israel Keys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go subscribe to Tom's Bookshop podcast and all it leaves me to do is say thank you very much, Tom. Thank you very much for having me, Gordo. I've been Gordo. I've been Tom. And we'll see you again next time. Good luck. Bye.